essential oils? You hear about these essential oils? Okay, the only essential oil I know is the one you can uh, dip in bread. <laughs> Olive oil. Thank you. <laughs> hey yo. Hey yo, Zinga. Hey. That's Aaron Atkins out of <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. Hey, we are back here at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 in the studio. It's a Tuesday. It's day three. I am joined by Pancake and Aaron Atkins. We're back in the uh, stew. Yeah, back in the stew. Back in the stew. Uh, Is my name unique enough to identify me? Yes. Pancake? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He Are used we... to go by Patty Cakes. Oh, that's a little sweeter. A little, a little more queer. May I? Am I? Am I? Am I out of? Am I out of pocket here? Uh, I. It was just nicknames that, or or bully names that oh. I got oh. through life. You're repurposing them. That's good. But I'm. I'm. Uh, someone gave me a tag for my my stage name. It's Pancake the Syrup King. Ooh, Ooh. that's like a rapper name. Yeah. Yes, yeah. syrup. But yes, I actually see. have Sir's... a rapper name. Ooh, what is it? And don't take it, anyone. It's uh, it's the Young Tyrant. Oh. Okay. Ooh. Mine is Hot Dirty P. Ooh. That's my rapper name. Hot, Hot Dirty P. P. She's sterile. Yeah. She's a clean rapper. Yeah. She's sterile. <laughs> I'm. I, this is probably. I'm the rapist. So. Ah Cereal. yes. Serial rapist. I come in and I rap. <laughs> that's is that that's probably not good for the political time. That's why I haven't blown up yet because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because people are too correct. That's you know I can't even spell that correctly. <laughs> the rap. Do you, do you know why Californians can't have guns? Why? Because they're always triggered. Ah. Uh, 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 wait, get the hawker thing. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote that one-liner. I was on a plane uh, to Little Rock, Arkansas, to open for Steve Poggi at the Looney Bin in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, he got me a weekend opening for him. Oh wow! Uh, and it was really exciting because he th- he's the first comic that like threw me a fucking bone. You know, hmm. we got to stay in the comedy condo. It was so fun. Like, <laughs> it was it was really neat. That's I, I mean, wrecked. Was, what? was it like a nice condo? Was it was. It well, it wasn't a condo even. It was like a four-bedroom house. It was Fuck. so nice. It was so much space, and we just kind of hung out there and smoked cigarettes inside, and <laughs> eat, and and uh, watched movies and ate pizza, and then went. And then they'd come pick us up and take us to the shows, and Stupid we were doing fuck. two shows a night. How were the show? How were the shows? They were great. They are really uh, big audiences in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I, I mean, they're like physically large. They mm. weren't like actually. Oh. <laughs> they were like 80, uh, 80 like, people that look. That. <laughs> Just keep it every time. 80 people that looks like a hundred. Uh, that was that's what it was. Damn. But, but on the way there, I was on the plane, and I sat next to this smokestack. I've learned. I'm learning the new kids lingo. Smokestack. He was. Absolute uh, he was a marine. He was coming from home for Thanksgiving, from Camp Pendleton. And I, we were talking because he had a Bible verse tattooed on him and I have a Bible verse tattooed on me and we mm. started talking. And I said, well, what are you going home for? He said, well, Thanksgiving and I'm really excited. And I said, well, what, what are you most excited for? And he's like, to shoot my guns. Uh. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to get home. I'm going to hug my mama. I'm going to kiss her. I'm going to I'm gonna hug my daddy and my sister and then I'm going to get my guns and I'm going to go some shoot shit. some shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. He's, he's like, you Californians, you can't have any guns. He, he's, I was like, but you're at Camp Pendleton. He's like, yeah, but we can't have guns. I can't walk around San Diego with a gun. Yeah. Like, you can in Little Rock. You, you know what? Honestly, hot take. Hot take. Not very liberal of me. Bump, bump, bump. Sinister <laughs> music. 
I think that although we should have gun control, obviously, guns are a part of American culture, and America is... It's not a vacuum, but it is its own thing, you know? Like we do. We're, Second Amendment. It's, we're supposed to go by the Constitution. I think that we have a gun problem, and that we do need something needs to be done about it with gun control and shit, but guns are part of our culture. Guns are also fun as fuck. Like, <laughs> seriously, just blowing shit up. Like, I never shot a gun, but I've uh, done archery, and that shit was hella fun. And that's like the CBD of shooting guns, you know? Like, <laughs> very lightweight, very wholesome, but that shit was fun. So I can only imagine shooting a fucking murder machine. Going back to Boy Scouts, <laughs> I was uh, I went to this Boy Scout camp for a week. That's where you're supposed to like get all your major uh, merit badges. Hmm. So like um, wilderness survival and ecology, and then they had riflemen mm. and archery and axe throwing. Ooh, axe throwing! Fuck. And also, Man shit. you know, rowing. And, Girl shit. And t- <laughs> not tying. Not tying. That's, that's for chicks. I yeah, hated not macrame. tying. That's some macrame not bullshit right there. You sucks. need to learn these knots so to survive boring. in so some boring. cases. You're never going to. The difference. I've never seen all, Bear Girls tie a knot. All the difference need, is never not tying. Because he stays in a hotel. All you need Just is not. a slip knot so you can make a noose. That's all you need, boys. That's and a sick ass band. That's all you need. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That, <laughs> That's metal as shit. That knot is supposed to break your neck when you when you fall. I'm doing a rock hand, yeah, rock and roll hand not, Hopefully right not now. asphyxiate. Yeah. Yeah, that's unless, the worst. Do one. they teach that in the Boy Scouts how to asphyxiate just enough while you're jacking off so yeah. that you can come a little quicker and a little harder? Only no, the counselors. Because a Boy Scout <laughs> is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, all kind, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverend. Can't think of anything else. That's so, that epitomizes like the all those things. Yeah, thrifty. Thrifty. We go to Thrift Town all the time. I just want to say there's a lot of great thrift stores in San Francisco. Yes, I'm a there big fan are. of it here. In Chicago, we got one chain. We got Village Discount, and they're good. It's a thrift store. But here in San Francisco, wow. Yeah. Some grails everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. They can't sell fur anymore. No, no. There's a lot of Boy Scouts in there doing mm-hmm. some thrifting. Oh, going back to guns. My dad was a police officer, Ooh. and he would take me shooting. And so we'd go to the range and just, you know, sight in his guns and then, you know, just have, you know, a time. It's like bowling it's to us. Shit. It's like bowling to us. Yeah. Second Amendment bowling. Because, because guns are now a sport. You know, if they're in so the Olympics. If they're in the, in the Olympics, point. you can ski and then pull out your yeah, rifle. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. But, but that's I been a thing. I would totally do that. But that's traditional even. That's, that's weird. that's badass because yeah. if you're going to fight some commies in the snow, you better know how to Duh. ski and then... It's very spies like us. <laughs> do you remember that movie when mm-hmm. they're in the snow? I've never, never seen that. Skiing. No. It's really old. It's Dan Aykroyd. Oh. From I've seen like, it referenced like 100,000 times. Old, old movie from my youth. Have you all seen Click? I oh is that the one with um Adam Sandler? Yeah, I love. I just saw it the other day and I cried. He's so sad. I mm-hmm. cried. I right? I'd seen it. I'd never seen it, and I love Adam Sandler. And it was on Netflix, and I I love Adam Sandler. Yeah. And uh, I always have read it. It's sweatshirt. And um, <laughs> like I've always loved him, and I watched it, and I fucking cried. He's so good in it. So hard. I exactly. Was like, is this because I'm in menopause or is this because it's actually a good movie? Because it's in a good movie. I Henry Winkler made me cry. 
Hen- well, with that, I know. We I don't want a spoiler that. alert. I mean, I, it's from like, but I, that would they, oh my God, Henry Winkler. <laughs> I just want to say with the Adam Sandler thing, fools are saying now like, oh, I didn't know you could act with uncut gems and shit like that. No, dude, they clearly have not seen Click. Like, the, we're not going to spoil anything either. But like that scene, there's a scene where he's in the rain. That's all I'm going to give away about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That well, is... People can they those people who haven't seen Punch Drunk Love where he's oh acting his motherfucking ass off. Yeah, doing a great job. Yeah, and a great weird fun movie. I've, yeah. I've always loved Adam Sandler. Yeah, I've, I just don't think people are like, oh, like Happy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I love Happy Gilmore. Yeah, like I like it in like a children's like a cult movie, like a hockey player movie kind of way. So let me watch on the bus, but I don't watch it. I don't like it as like a like a genuinely like a good movie. Like Billy Madison. Billy Madison is what are you looking at, Swan? Like all of that. Mm. And and, and <laughs> Grown Up sucks. And Deep Cut, uh, it's one of the only films I like Norm MacDonald in. There are very few what? things I like Norm MacDonald in and one of them is in Billy Madison. Do you like Norm MacDonald as a comedian? No. Really? Not I don't get an update. I don't really? get him. And huh. Weekend Update made me, made me angry because there are other people that were way better at it. Like, There's there always other people so that were so many better. people that could Currently. not – who could not be – I just don't get it. It's it's the whole thing I have about mediocrity where I'm like, why this guy? This guy mm-hmm. is the one that we champion that gets to be famous. He gets to write his book. I read his stupid fucking book, which was no good. Uh, and, but I read it, and I'm like, god damn it, I wasted all that uh, time. <laughs> and like – uh, so many other people could write better things and then why I don't get it it's, it's the why business side him? of it it's not just talent is it I mean I think but that, that that's always true especially of the weekend update I, I don't know if this is what you're referring to but like you know Colin yeah. Jost and, and, and Michael Shea they're amazing but there's always questions it's always a seniority thing it's just like they're the head writers there so they get to do it you know it's not necessarily they're like the best at right. it you know well, you, you just choose who's there for a a multitude of reasons outside of just who's the best, which is frustrating, but that's bureaucracy, huh? Jane, you ignorant slut. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have I have a season two of Saturday Night Live, and my favorite, one of my favorite episodes is Ralph Nader is the guest host. Oh, Ralph fuck yeah. motherfucking Nader. In, Love like it. like 1975, maybe it's Dude. from or something. I was born in 74, but my parents bought me the box set one year. I, mean, I don't have very many pieces of media, but that's one of them that I... Fuck yeah, dude. Ralph Nader for Green Party for life. I know. I voted for Ralph Nader like every time (laughs) I could until like the last time because it just didn't make any sense. I feel so bad for the party moving forward because Gary Johnson is supposed to be like the new head or not like the head of the Green Party or no, Jill Stein, right? Mm -hmm. Just the – I just don't have as much faith in them as like Ralph Nader. I – that when I I first got into – I got got into politics at a really young age. My parents are very political people Um, but – the first party, I was like, Green Party. Yeah, I'll do that. Green Party. And Hell so I got yeah. a weird obsession with the Green Party back back in like 08. But. Well, that's why I'm not super concerned about voting day because I am Green Party. So mm. I can't even vote in the primaries. It doesn't make any sense for me. Mm. I mean, there's some city measures that I should probably care about. I still but... give it to Bernie, though. Oh, I mean, Drama. I'm definitely, I'm Bernie. All I'm a fucking Marxist. I, I don't Ooh. think his socialism is enough. I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a really? hardcore Marxist. But- Mike, do you want to get in on this? You can. Up, We're all just chilling. Hey, it's Mike. Mike Hudak. Mike, Mike, Mike. He's got a Diet Coke. I att- is that a Diet Coke? Right. Regular Coke. Well, that's better. You know what's better for you? I attribute my kidney stones to Diet Coke usage in the twenty in my 20s. Usage. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I had more. I drank six to seven Diet Cokes a day for 10 years. Like, I, I didn't drink any water. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd slam a Diet Coke. I'd get to work. I'd have all, have all my Diet Cokes. It's addicting, huh? Super addicting. Yeah, my friend. My there friends say that too. I never, I never understood. 
Is it like the sugar or is it the – it's not Coke though. Like Coke isn't the same addicting thing as Diet Coke. No, Diet, Diet Coke, Coke has some weird like um, – yeah, like mind, mind control lizard people drugs in it or something. Lizard people drugs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mike, how was your how was your night? How was your sleep? How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I got a, actually a good full night's sleep last night. Good stuff. Went over to Delirium. Oh, you uh, did. did so you went. Yeah, I went over and did a set over there. I wisely really chose to go home after <laughs> the <laughs> ten o'clock show. I was like, I'm just gonna go home and sleep, which I <laughs> wouldn't usually do. So it was good at Delirium. It was a fun time. Yeah, it was a really good time. Great. Yeah, they had a nice little crowd in there and everything. It Great. Was, yeah, it was really good. We loved Delirium on a Monday. Uh, run by Warhol Kaufman last night was guest hosted by uh, Joey and Rachel Pinson. Yes. Great yeah. people. 16th and Albion go out there every Monday for comedy. Mm-hmm. Except for the third Monday of the month, which is our new my, Sam and my new show at Wazima. And it's called Talking Shit, and it's really funny because we have two microphones, and it's team comedy, so we give comics that choose their own teams 10 minutes to divide any way they're choosing. And they can, like, write a play, or they can... I think Warhol and I are going to do some weird shit. I don't know what we're going to do. Some alt shit. We can, <laughs> last week, um, a couple staged to fight. Um <laughs> Last time. But so comedians can, as a team, they can, or they can just do jokes back and forth. They can heckle each other. We don't give a fuck. But then we have open mics, like, scattered in between. It's, it's going to be a fun show. We're hoping to kind of build it out. Yay. So whenever you come back, make sure you do, it like, a third Monday. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. and then come in and do that, yeah. that show. Well, I'll be back to San Francisco. Yay! That's yeah. the whole goal. Yes. I want this to be like comedy summer camp, and then everybody it meets is. each other. And now, so now when I go to Austin, I have you and Jesse Mundy. Yep. That makes it so much yep. easier. Yep. I've yeah. never had this much independence. <laughs> so much freedom here. <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever. You I want. can do podcasts all day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can do whatever. I love I, it. We could do anything. Like, there's eight microphones, so I don't know if, if even if anyone has like. You know, books or anything else you want to promote that you do. I don't know. I'm doing a solo show at the Edinburgh Fringe this year in Ooh. August. Come to that if you're what? in fucking you're Scotland. You're going to go to Scotland. Yeah, I'm doing an hour of comedy every day for a month at like 4 p.m. in the afternoon. You are a killer. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's English comedy. So, you know, it's, it's, it's more about like writing narrative and stuff like that. So it makes it easier for like. Someone, uh, like, I, I do have a lot of material, right? But it doesn't have to be funny, like, every single second, you know, it can be more narrative-based. And it's about my time in treatment. And wow. Rehab, so it's going to be One fun. One man show. It's been really fun to work on. And so you're going to do the same show every time. You're not going to riff around. You're doing the show. I'll probably learn a little bit. I'm, I'm doing previews in Chicago, like, May, June, July. You know, try the summer, the months before I go, just to try to get it as little bit of riffing. I want it to be as tight as possible, but yeah, you're it's gonna, gonna be, be acting. This is a one man yeah? show. This yeah. is like, yeah, it's stand up based though. I want to be sure. stand up, but like a theatrical stand up. Well, yeah. like uh, Lily see. Tomlin and yeah, Craig uh, Knightley. And yeah, that's a big, influ- big influence of mine. Yeah, there uh, you go. But no, yeah, I'm looking forward to it a lot. Costume I still want to be changes, stand-up. costume changes. Maybe I don't honestly the theatrical aspects I haven't worked out as much yet because I want to get the story down and like mm-hmm, one of the jokes mm-hmm. and shit. But I do want there to be theatrical aspects. I do want to be stand up though that's what I'm good at, right? Yeah. That's what I do. I'm a stand-up. So, and I, so I think it's pretentious. Like Mike Birbiglia did his special with the fucking um, talking about the wireless mic. We were talking about it earlier, Mike, yeah, with the fucking wireless mic. Wireless. It's just it just turns it. It takes it from stand-up and it turns it into like some weird TED talk. Some weird <laughs> like I, it's, Lily Tomlin didn't. She didn't have a mic, but she was just. 
I don't know, the mics, well, something about the wireless. Well, but that's the thing like, is if, uh, if you're going to be, it depends what theater you're in. You can have hanging mics, you can have right. floor mics. Right, it's a small room. There's all kinds of, if it's a small room, you can just project. Exactly. You can use your microphone as a prop or not, you know. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. As, it's a dick. Uh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, in general, though, it's just, it's just always a weird line because that's what I felt with Mike Bigley's last special was that there's a line and it does kind of get weird when it gets too far out of stand-up for me from what resonates with me as far as solo theater goes sure. and storytelling like well just, you'll break it up into almost acts yeah like there'll yeah. be this stand-up just part like, and then there's something else and there's like, right yeah, yeah, yeah. right i mean you got i mean perfectly it's basically like long-form storytelling yeah yeah story. i love I mean, that his, his hour specials are that's all he does is he's just you're yeah, on the shitty mic, that. so you got to be closest to it as I you can. Be there you that. go. Oh, yeah, That's the way to do but it. Yeah, he uh, he just he's all long form storytelling. So you know, I love that shit. You know, you got your joke sprinkled in, but he's just basically telling a story. But it's like you were you and I were talking about yesterday. I hate those damn those little Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. they suck. Yeah, because it's like unless you're uh, in a boy Tony band Robbins. doing dancing. Yeah, very Tony Robbins. Yeah. Tony Robbins. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's just that, Hi, it's just that little bump. It's just that little bump. Oh my gosh! So Nathan, yeah. on stage is a microphone with an exceedingly long cord. Just grab that, and you're good to go. So right now in the studio we have Aaron Atkins Hello. out of Chicago, Mike Hudak out of Boston slash Austin. Austin rhyme, by way of God, Boston. Austin by yes. way of Boston. Uh, we have Pancake, local guy here, and now Nathan Lowe. Yes, Hi guys. You are live. Hi, Nathan. How's it going? Hello. I was having trouble finding parking. I think there's some kind of like, some kind of American Idol voting or something around the block. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast. We we're just. Uh, Where do I sit? Do I sit? Yeah, in there should lap? be. You can bring another chair. There should be another chair. Is there another chair? There you go. Around the energy around the for Coca-Cola Lowe. energy. I am susceptible to marketing. <laughs> you know, they have like Coke and coffee in some parts of Europe. It's fucking, it comes in a can. It's like Wait, half. Well, what kind of Coke? Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola and half like espresso and coffee. So gross. It's good for a can, for but it's gross. In, in Greece, <laughs> they do this weird thing where they put Coca-Cola in your white wine. Ew. Wow. What? Yeah, it's gross. I was. I at didn't a know they had trailer parks in Greece. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they they also hitchhiking in Greece is easy and fun and very very safe. That's a lot of hitchhiking. Not a lie. In Greece. No, it's absolutely true. We like were, on we got and we shit? hitchhiked the whole time all the way around uh, the islands. We yeah, it was great. And it's like sometimes it's old ladies with children. And I was like, at one point I was super drunk and I was sitting next to a child and I was like, I'm so sorry, I'm kind of wasted. And, <laughs> but they were super sweet. They drove us back to the. What all wasted? <laughs> yeah good times so uh here we all are for the mutiny radio comedy festival yes. we were just talking about aaron atkins is going to edinburgh uh he's gonna do an hour show every day for a month are they yeah. putting you up do they pay or you have to pay your expenses or i have you... to i'm producing it myself so I, I am paying a lot of the expenses like for the theater but i get to keep all the revenues from the tickets and all that shit wow so, yeah it'll be fun and they put you in their marketing scheme so people yeah. know all about it and it's, yeah 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 it's, it's 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 still gonna be a free. The thing they have uh, the friends they have like free shows where people donate money and the usual donation is like five bucks. Sure. So I I, I don't know. There's a bunch of like financials that I want to work out, but I'm probably gonna lose money anyways. <laughs> it's, well, um, <laughs> think of a cute thing that you can give away for a donation. Be like, right. If you a pin. It's hey, it's only it's it's five bucks is what we said, but yeah, for ten you get this sweet. Pen or yeah. this pen or this yeah. blah blah blah. Or and whatever. you can make pens and shit. I, I did like if you screen print your own t-shirts, you can make them for like two to five bucks a pop and sell them for like ten. Sure, you know? it's amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of ways that you can make money. They just require a little more hustling and 
That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing now. Well, I yeah. Guess. <laughs> well, if you've got, if you only have one hour a day to do your show, half hour there, half hour after, you've got your whole day. You can do whatever yeah. the fuck you yeah. want. Yeah, exactly. I just walk around the city, see everybody's shows. That's the great thing is that when you walk around, everybody just hands out these like flyers to their shows. You just take one, and just walk in. It's free usually. You just kind of gotta have like a dollar afterwards to put in the hat. But you just go see these people's hour long of like this is their livelihood, this is their work. They're telling a story. It's it's interesting because it's not just like here's an hour of jokes about stuff. It's like this is the time I was the dad on Peppa Pig. This is what that <laughs> was like, you know. And it's like oh, cool man. <laughs> That's funny, I guess. So it's a, it's a beautiful place, and it kind of enchanted me last time I went. I went yeah. myself. So you went by yourself. You didn't have a show. You just went to see other people's shows. I was helping out with another show called The Greatest Theatrical Performance on Earth. Oh. Yes, it was a it's 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 a, it's like a sketch show put oh, on cool. by some of my professors at college, and How that was, was it? it was great. It was great. There was it was a. Uh, was it the greatest? It was the goodest. It was very oh, it was a B plus. It was very niche in th- in theater references. Like it was a lot of like, you know, Lane Stritch references oh and shit. God. Like very niche solo performer references. So it, it, it with like an audience of eight people it was kinda hard. But it, mm. it was a fuck, it was a phenomenal show. And in the States they did a second city and it was amazing. It was great. And the show was great. It was phenomenal. It's just like the audience gap is so hard to judge sometimes. So yeah. it's better to have a show that you can change on the fly. Mm. Costume changes. Yeah, lots of them. It was very theatrical. It was huge. Yeah, great. yeah. I like that stuff. It was a great show. If you're listening to this, Rick, it was amazing. I loved it. Aww. It was a phenomenal. Best show I ever saw. And you gave your shout-outs to your aunts. That was so nice. Yeah, shout-out yeah. Aunt Fluffy. Aunt Fluffy. <laughs> She's still a great woman. Aunt Fluffy? Yeah. Is your aunt a, a cat? I guess, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, she's a, uh, she's a woman. A human woman. Is she mustachioed no she has big poofy hair like um, Isaac Newton mustachioed that's a nice way to put it yeah I was trying to find a, what, uh, the most feminine way you could say has a mustache here's the thing about aging and facial hair is that my eyes are to the point I can't see anything up close anyway so I can't even quaff my own facial it just and then if I can't see myself I just sort of pretend it's not happening and so it's just sort of like beer goggling myself that's sort of and I'm just like you know what everyone else can fuck off <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't. I didn't know I had a three-inch hair on my chin. I didn't. I, if I can feel it, I can pull it out. And then there we go. Sorry, like guys. I'm. Not all women have time to shave their legs for you. Well, to those women, I say uh, next. <laughs> Is that you wouldn't? Would you? If if a lady, if a hot lady took her pants off and she had. And she didn't shave her legs. Would you seriously be like, Bro, I'd have to have, a, metal, we'd have a small conversation, but we'd nah. really you? No, nah, I love a riot girl. I love I love a feminist queen. Yes, <laughs> Aaron Atkins, voice of the future. Oh no, I, I mean I, I'd still yeah. <laughs> but we, I, but I'd I'd mention it. You'd mention you'd be like, hey Sasquatch. Yeah. No, no, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you don't I'd say, uh, uh. <laughs> Gotcha. Shorty probably loves Frida Kahlo and shit. Probably you just you just know what's up her alley real quick. Yeah. Shorty gonna, fucking yeah. loves Frida Kahlo. Another t shirt. You just keep dropping <laughs> the gems. A Frida Kahlo t shirt? There's right. plenty of those in the world. But already. no, but it's <laughs> no, just the words. Whatever. Yeah. Shorty love Shorty Frida Kahlo because she don't shave her legs. <laughs> Shorty would love Frida Kahlo. It'd be a hard no, hard pass for me. Really? I'm Frida, I'm Frida Kahlo? Yeah. Oh, if she didn't have shaped yeah, legs, yeah. you'd be like, I'm Definitely. sorry? Hard pass. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Why? Swiper, swiper left or whatever. But right. if you're yeah. in this scenario where you, well, at least, really? come on, benefit of a doubt here. I understand your perspective because yeah. I, I see things kind of from not the same view, but from an adjacent view. <laughs> but if you're 
in a situation to where you're with her in the room. Sure. And you're, you know, you're bearing one one another. There. And I'm sure, you know, you're not just a peach under there. Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely not. Uh, at that point, you say, you know, I got you this far, and I suppose you got me this far. So now we have to, you know, you that, that's a that's a point of no return. Love, I think you can't see a girl with hairy legs and then be like, yeah, I know. I don't know if you're good enough for me. How hairy oh, is no, <laughs> There is no depth in my shallowness. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not. I, I don't hide that one bit. I I have a joke where the. The, the punchline is, is like, you'll never be good enough. And it's about shaving, shaving in yeah. general, mm. shaving legs. And, and I, it does, it really exists. You really wouldn't, you'd be like, no, gross, because super I, turn off. I don't, well, yeah, because I don't want to have to sit there and like, uh, you know, st- look at that while I'm sitting there like comparing like, oh my God, do I need to trim mine up or what? Like, I, it, it just, it's a <laughs> weird, catch. yeah. That's just, a good point. I'm also not a very, want, very you, want women, <laughs> you want women to subscribe to the. Traditional I don't, I don't, all I'm saying dislike. is I want you to constantly live in terror Down of not being good enough for me. <laughs> right. And okay. I want you to constantly <laughs> and consistently preen and prune and nest, as is your nature. <laughs> Makeup is expensive. Makeup is expensive. Makeup is expensive. Go into debt. Like, oh, I'm joking. Obviously, no, no, I know. This I is know. all, uh, these are all it's jokes, okay. ladies it's, and it's, gentlemen. It's but okay. for real, just, you know, tidy it up. Yeah. Uh, How hairy up, is too up, hairy? Clean How up the hairy? Side is what Just saying. for diseases mostly. Diseases? Yeah. All right, future shoddy, if you out there listening right now, I don't even care if you got hair all over you. I, I accept you for who you are, yeah. bro. When, when he has a, sex I'm with a, a woman, a it sounds king. like Velcro. I'm not simping at all. <laughs> it sounds like a Velcro wallet when he's but having sex, just <laughs> opening and closing. But it all rubs off anyways if in you the can end. Spot a tick, we end bears babies. Yeah. If you can spot a tick through the brush... Then it's not hair. It's not thick enough. It's not very hairy. It's not thick enough. <laughs> I think okay. there's there should be a threshold. Where is it? Well, okay. This is uh, this is okay. So basically, where I fall on this spectrum is especially just shaving in general. I don't expect it. You can't because if I don't, I don't expect you to. That's nice. You know. Yeah. But it's something I'll think about later. <laughs> I'll note it. I'll I'll right. make a mental note. Sure. Just, yeah. hey, just a question. Is this still like the religious philosophy podcast we were doing no, before? No, no. We, start, we started a new podcast. Okay, new podcast. <laughs> yeah, this one is the. This one doesn't have a name yet. We'll have to name it halfway okay, through. Okay, perfect. What do you, What do we want? What do we want to name? Well, maybe Listen. maybe you can maybe you can help with um, the, the idea I'm flushing out. Three, two of the, three of the four people from my idea are that I'm trying to work on are in the room, and then there's two other people. And I'll, let me spit all this with you and see what you think. Oh, is this your... This is my idea. This is my this is my Netflix yeah, story pitch idea. Pitch it, pitch it. Pitch it, pitch in my Netflix story idea. So the idea is that there's four unlikely comedian friends that do comedy, stand-up, and things, and when they're on stage, they're played by something else. For example, when my character is on stage... There's a 14-year-old girl doing all of my jokes and my material. When Nathan is on stage, he's actually a golden retriever that (laughs) that does voices. When Pancake's on stage, he's actually Nathan because they're friends and there's a cute idealization thing that happens there in a (laughs) B-plot. And and Pancake, I already have the first episodes kind of put together, but here's here's the kicker. So Sam... His character, alter ego, is whatever famous person wants to sign on on the goddamn thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how you sell it to Netflix is there's like whatever person and it gives the opportunity in the future when other people are on 
to have famous already comedians either be an alter ego on stage or be a person who has yeah. another like they're being a comic on stage or whatever yeah. but then you see who they are and they're like an enormous right. cat or they're a t uh, like some weird cosplay thing or what so yeah. that's a fun device up. to play with too yeah so it opens it up for like a magical realism sort of thing because of the on-stage persona but then there's all of these sort of like back human sitcommy things mm -hmm. like and it's easy to are film because there's are there roommates? No, there's are they all they're roommates? all roommates. So no, they're not roommates. Oh, they're not they're roommates. Not roommates. Okay. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and that's the whole thing is because Pancake's character lives with his mom. Aww. So no, but it's cute. But it works into the whole eight, the whole B plot. Of the first <laughs> thing is that she writes you, she makes you sandwiches, and she wants to make sure that you're happy while you're doing comedy. She's so supportive, and she really wants to help you. Yeah. And she's great, but she leaves you these really sweet notes in your lunch. And so you're at the bar, and you're looking at the lunch, and you put the note on the thing, and then the bar, the cute bartender. Hope your jokes it. aren't as cheesy as this sandwich. Have a great day, yeah. honey. <laughs> Something really sweet, but then the bartender picks up the note because, she, and she thinks that. You wrote it to her. So that's the B plot of the first episode if, is your mom's note gets to the bartender and then you're awkward of trying to figure it out. And so that's the whole, that's all going on. Let me know it's what kind of underwear out. you want me to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like something for like, right, yeah, like mom's going to pick him up some underwear later. But now he, now the bartender's like, he's going to buy me underwear. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> so there's this weird note thing. And then you're, you're talking to your mom on the phone all the time and we don't hear her. And they're funny, weird things that have like, so that, that like, I've got you down. You're writing you. Have you written this out already? I've written out a bunch of it. Okay. That's, that's very developed. So yeah. basically what I'm getting from what you just told me about my character is that uh, it doesn't matter what I say on stage because I'm a dog. No, it does matter. You're and people are just like, aww, yeah. and they just clap every time, and I just do a little trick, and then I walk off. No, but no, you're saying your jokes, so you're, so you're, the dog is like jumping around and saying like, I'm getting fat! I think it's <laughs> even funnier if the dog says and does nothing, and is just <laughs> sitting, and being an adorable dog on stage for five minutes, and people are just like, yeah, he tried, good job. <laughs> we can work it in. <laughs> uh, it's all being read. But so, that's that's my that's the idea, and so it's whatever famous comedian like signs on. Then. It's very sellable. So I'm like Airbus, but without this. It is sellable. It's sellable, and that's also like a very interesting device because there is a lot to play with, and I, I like. Right, because yeah, it's 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 the yeah. it's the magical realism aspect where like kind of anything can happen because you're already dealing in sort of a surrealistic thing, but it's, it's based, more expected. Yeah. yeah, it's based in reality. When so. we sell to Netflix, I'm irreplaceable <laughs> on all aspects I'm <laughs> that I contribute. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how I. I don't know how they do it. I'm sure I. I'd obviously be replaceable. I'm probably replaceable. <laughs> but I'll cut you all in on the money since I'm using you all. Nice. Royalties as the the basis for it. <laughs> Get a check every month. Do you guys think, do you ever think of like think like big projects like that and have dreams of stuff or what are you doing? I I had one <clears throat> that. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies uh, from back in Florida, we were working on, and uh, we've actually got a little bit of it written, and then they kind of dropped off the face of the planet, so kind of, uh, I'm just kind of saddled with it now, but... Is it, was it a web series? It would be, no, it, it picture, it'd be like a live action show that would be set for like an adult swim. Okay. Okay. Oh, that so, sweet. picture, it's, um, uh, it's called Chimp Pizza. Chimp pizza, that's Chimp good. pizza, right. And it's uh, basically what the premise is, is it's a, 
there's a guy who owns a pizza shop, and his co-owner is a chimpanzee. Uh, I love it. It's like an '80s buddy movie with a chimp. But the the thing you is, gotta get, you gotta get the guy from Frasier too, or well, the dad. You gotta get the dad from Frasier. Yeah. Cheer- is it what is it? Wings? Is it is it wings? I'm, I'm, t- I'm go, yeah, go. I'm you go, sure. Mike. Sorry, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't mean to. Martin from Frasier. Go on though, Mike. Sorry, I didn't um, interrupt your train of thought. Yeah, no, no, no. It was, it's, it's just, it's co- complete ridiculousness. Where <laughs> they do a lot of like talking head interviews, like they do on like The Office and on Parks and Rec. You know, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> they treat it like that, but they'll, they'll, you know, like the Steve's. Uh, like mockumentary. Right. The, yeah. Exactly. It's exactly what yeah. it is. Um, and the chimp's name is Steve. <laughs> you know, it's Steve the chimp. Sure. But they always perceive it like oh my god he, you know steve was such a jerk today when i came into work and then they'll cut away to the scene and it's just a it's a fucking <laughs> chimpanzee yeah. throwing shit around the kitchen yeah absolutely you know because it's very funny right. absolutely. it's just complete Absurdist, total ridiculousness yeah. cream pies the yes. whole deal I had, yes. well, I had what about episode two well yeah see that's <laughs> the thing <laughs> because the chimp throwing the shit hilarious right for, well, an ep- it's, for an episode, it's, so, it, the but pilot it's like is a, always different. Yeah, well, the, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and like the that's basically the premise. I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff that we come up with for like ridiculous ideas as far as like how we continue it and everything like yeah. that. But uh, that was the that was the general premise. It's just a, a chimpanzee that's a co-owner of a pizza shop, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's just He's doing very well. Fucking ridiculous. Can I See, run by a pilot? Yeah, Can I run a yeah, pilot yeah. by you real quick? Is yeah. this is this little pilot I wrote for a class I'm taking on? And everyone, and I, and I just did this college class for like uh, writing a pilot. And everybody does like these shows on roommates and shit. I don't want to do one. I want to do a docu- a mockumentary about the Blue Man Group, but it imagines them, but it reimagines them as a band in Northern Ireland during the Troubles, and their rival band is U2, and they start off as a barbershop quartet. And huh. interesting. Become the Blue Man Group. Yeah, it's called yeah. Blue Am I. Um, oh my God. Uh, do you? Th- okay, I, I, th- I think I'll. Oh, and then I'd like Bono. <laughs> I think it's really. Is, is, it, is it like Bono's out? just a prick? <laughs> I and think he's like sabotaging <laughs> them. Like he's yeah. the heel. He's of like the yeah. He's the lyricist of the barbershop quartet. You know, he keeps trying to like you know do cool shit over the barbershop. It'd be music. hilarious yeah. though if he's just like the opposite of a humanitarian. Yeah, he's just a dick. And he's just like sabotaging all of their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's the opposite of what he is right now where he's like right now he's like kind of a dick but he does a lot of philanthropy we know he's he a dick like, he forced their album on everyone's like, iPhone that sucked that, that was, was some so bullshit bad. you know what made me not want to listen to U2 ever having U2 songs on my iPod I skipped past them out of spite I've gotten through zero I of them it. I had a whole U2 album I used to just get whatever my sister downloaded on iTunes so I got Joshua Tree by U2 it's great awful I listened to never. I never. I got. I got the. And I was like, "Fuck off, dude! It's trash." Oh my god, Red Hill Mining Town. What the fuck is that? Red Hill Mining Town is deep. What the fuck is that? It's one of the best songs on that album. He's such a. He's such a. Just a oh chorus pusher. God, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to play. We don't like things time. forced on our devices, Pam. Us millennials have one rule. Oh my god! How about don't have a fucking device? <laughs> I need it for porn. Uh, we're so obsessed with our phones. We need our phones so we can ignore people when they call. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, do not disturb, baby. 
But I, anyway, yeah, U two's garbage. I have to suck. I came into a bar once. Bands in the history of ever U two. What? And Smashing Pumpkins and the Beastie Boys. Smashing Pumpkins are right. Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys stole culture. No, Beastie Boys stole culture. But Beastie Boys reappropriated culture. They're poets. Yeah, it's not good. It's great. Every poet is a thief. They are amazing poets. And they. Depends on who you're stealing from. I don't. I just. You know. Honestly, I just don't like them. Paul's boutique. Paul's boutique. So good. Fight for the right to party. What else are you gonna punch? Look, wait. Comparing that to Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins didn't appropriate anything. They're just yeah, a good band. Yeah, hopefully uh, Billy uh, hopefully Corrigan can reappropriate his ego. Yeah, I Billy really Corrigan owns a wrestling company. Ah, uh, he's good. So he's he dope. gets a pass. He gets a he pass. He gets a pass, <laughs> and he doesn't look like he's ever experienced this, this joy. Is, this is the most recent reason. Which is what you want, reason, an indie singer. This is the most recent reason why I hate Billy Corgan. And I love the Smashing Pumpkins, and I do love it, but I hate him for this. Because the last song, song 14 on Gish, their first album, is a song called Daydream, and it's sung by James Ehan. It was written and sung by James Eha, who is the other guitar player that no one knows. And... Uh, I just heard a version. Motherfucking Billy Corgan redid it with his own fucking voice. The fucking narcissist. It was perfect as it was. It stood on its own. And he went back in through the files and redid it and re-released it. Because well, and his voice stupid. is a pile of dog shit. Like, the world is a vampire. Well, well maybe, <laughs> well, you don't know the inner <laughs> politics. Maybe he went to him and said, hey, Billy, I'm really self-conscious nah, Billy's about a my dick. voice. And I would prefer it. If you went and re-recorded No, because it, it was voice. recorded in 1991, and he just re-released it, like, last year. So we went back into, Yeah, like, well, maybe that guy's voice is trash now. Maybe no, we went to him and asked dude, him to sing it for him again, and he was like, he's, I he's can't. He's, like, Korean, right? Yeah, he's... He's, Jeff, he's fucking Japanese, sick, dude. James E. High, he's great. Super... Yeah. He has cool-ass hair. Mm-hmm. It's blue. There you go. His ass hair is blue? Now you know. I got to... I got to be... I won tickets... <laughs> yeah. I won tickets to be in the... Get the horn. The horn's right here. <laughs> I, I got to see Smashing Pumpkins in the front row. I won tickets in 1997. Whoa! Yeah, wow. in, in Arco Arena. How was that? It was well. This is um, this is actually one of my cheerleading, my best cheerleading moments. So um, I won these tickets because the Quad Spies were out, and KWOD is this Sacramento radio station. I lived in Davis, and I heard that I saw the Smashing Pumpkins here at Cow Palace, but they had to stop their show because everyone was moshing, and it was terrible, and they were trying mm. to call people down, and they didn't. And we were really disappointed because we drove in from Davis, and it was a really short show, and we're like, meh. Mm. So I said, well, we bought tickets the next day to go to Arco Arena because that's where we lived, but we were like, ugh, Arco Arena. But we're like, yeah. So we got the nosebleeds, and then I heard on the radio that they were going to give away tickets, and I was like, I'm winning those tickets. So I made these huge, big letters KWOD and we got to the concert early and I was walking around looking for the quad spy and garbage was playing I love garbage and this is 1997 so okay or 98 97 or 98 it was during melancholy infinite sadness anyways so I'm walking around and I made my ex-husband do it and he was like oh he was he was like this is so embarrassing and I'm screaming like quad spies quad spies and we meet this young guy and all he has is KWOD written on his chest in lipstick and he's like I'm alone if I'm if you get it I'll let if you get it let me in and if I get it I'll let you guys in and I was like all right let's team up so we're all three running around quad spies quad spies quad spies and this guy looks at me and he goes I saw her first and I was like yeah and I run up and I do a knee side I'm like ah, ah. okay just I'm freaking out freaking out I won the fucking front row tickets so I'm making such a fucking fuss and a hubbub that the guy who has the lipstick written on him just sort of like comes with the entourage as we're going down the stairs and I'm like screaming I want ah, ah. and I'm like <laughs> screaming down the Oracle Arena steps and I'm passing all these people and I'm high-fiving and I'm like, I'm on the front row ticket! Okay, so they bring me down to the front row and then Garbage keeps playing and they play like one more song and then they finish and then there's this 
intermission anytime. And I'm in the front row, and it's crazy. And then the kid, we brought him, and he's two rows back, and he's like high five. He's like, I got up here, this is crazy. And so we're up in their seats, actually, so nobody could push you. We were like in the front yeah. row in seats. It was crazy. So I say to my ex-husband, who's now ex-husband at the time, husband, I'm like, you're going to get over there, and I'm going to be over here. And you're going to get that side of smashing and We're going to sell pumpkins. We're going to get the whole Arco <laughs> Arena because it was so fucked up at the Cow Palace and we all knew it. So I stand up on my chair and I'm like, everybody, everybody, this is the thing. I was at the show in San Francisco. I was at the show. But I was shitty. We're going to bring him out. We're going to bring him out. It's going to be crazy. This side's going to yell smashing. This side's going to yell pumpkins. Here we go. And we start in the front and smashing pumpkins. <laughs> I got the entire sold out Arco Arena to yell smashing pumpkins smashing wow. pumpkins they fucking come out on stage Billy Corgan's like that's never happened for us we just had this really shitty show in San Francisco this is amazing and then just like it was crazy so wow. that's my big one of my big cheerleaders that's sick as fuck wow. you had a live aid moment <laughs> that fuck the, when yeah when uh, <laughs> when Queen you remember the hey oh hey oh you know, you don't remember that? Hey. Probably the best concert experience ever. I wasn't he there did, because did. it was, you know, 20 years before I was born. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that moment when you could control a whole audience, that must have felt very powerful. It was great. It was in 97. It was great. That's a phenomenal that was, that's story. A credit. Wow. That's a credit. That's a credit. Yeah. That's a credit. Yeah. Does anybody remember the Smash Pumpkins <laughs> concert from Aqua Arena? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> hosted, hosted Aqua Arena, 1997. 9.07 p.m. to 9.08 p.m. Well, that wasn't the first time I cheered in the Arco Arena because our basketball team from high school made it to the Section 1 finals two years in a row. So I got to cheer there. You're a hype woman. Before. You're a hype woman. Hype woman. <laughs> no, I just used to be a cheerleader. Well, no, I just Thank love... you for regendering that. Yeah, no problem, dude. <laughs> I was like, hype man. Hype I'm woman. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> feminist king once No, again. but I just... I'll be 100% You don't care if your legs are hairy. <laughs> feminist king, ladies. This one, Aaron Atkins at Comedy Bad Boy. <laughs> the only reason I like being a cheerleader is like Respect. jumping up and down in a short skirt in front of everybody. It's super fun. It's the same <laughs> reason I do it. <gasps> have you, you, wait, have you seen cheer? Absolutely not. Oh, I was hoping. <laughs> I could totally see you doing that because you're so strong. You totally lift the ladies and you constantly have your hands in their crotches. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Like that felt kind of like cheating. <laughs> Has anyone seen cheer? The, the documentary series? Mm -mm. Oh, it's good. It's all about mm -hmm. cheerleading. They're oh just, really? Just really? You look like it. you enjoyed cheer. Yeah, I watched the documentary. Yeah? yeah. What is it about? It's about cheerleaders. Oh, dope. Yeah, they're they're at a community college and they oh, win fun. nationals. Oh, that's a yeah. fun story. Yeah. 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 Do it's you crazy. remember? Oh, what was that ridiculous movie? It was like in the American Pie era where they were all just trying to remake them. What was it called? Uh, it was about cheerleading. Bring it on. Uh, One through seven. No. No, no it was like on. making fun of that. It was it like was uh filmed in Oceanside. <laughs> fired up. It was called Fired Up. Oh, it right, said right, F U right. on the on the thing. Uh, right. It was these two football players who were like, We're gonna go and we're gonna be go to cheerleading camp, we're gonna get laid. Right. <laughs> and then Classic they fell in love. Premise. Yeah, and then they fell in love with the sport of cheer, you know. It is and, a sport. Uh, and supported their their, their 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 team. You know, I would actually argue that cheerleading is not a sport. It is a contest. And the reason why is because contests have judges. Sports have objective measures. Well, it's inherently subjective. But then right? so is ice skating. Is, yeah, so it's a contest. Okay, uh, inherently subjective things I count as Both contests. Yeah. No, you've, 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 uh, you've, changed, you've changed my mind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hell yeah. yeah. It's on tape. It's a contest. Yeah, because mm -hmm. if, if it's subjective, then it's like, you know, contest. Yeah, judges. a soccer Which game. is weird because gymnastics is the same way. But we all... Inherently, yeah, gymnastics think is, how hard it is has nothing to do with it. Sport, gymnastics is a, con but it's still a contest. Gymnastics is a contest. Yeah, nothing has yeah. nothing to do with how hard it is. 
It's just uh, yeah. yeah. It's there's a lot it's of really hard contests. Yeah, that's why they dancing. That's why, yeah. It's there you go. No it's one says that's a sport though. If American I, Idol. I, if I may, it's voting around the corner. I I wrote a treatment, um, and <laughs> and I'm I was I was gonna take it back. Yeah, um, good, do it. So Pancake's treatment is just his own life. Was it, I right? No, no. It, it's either a commercial for the army, or it's a propaganda sitcom. So there's wow. um there's this kid and he's sitting down with his best friend and they're watching the sunset and um the one that looks scrawnier is like hey you you'll be back right and his friend's like yeah but you know I can't stay around and and look after you forever you know you got to grow up sometime and uh you just going to go line by line through this? Uh, well, the little <laughs> basically, basically, <laughs> cut to black. Oh, good. Fade to black. Okay. Enter where? Where are we now, Pancake? Where are we now? What it's going to fade back in. Now, where are we? Now just what titles. Oh, good. What are the titles? <laughs> this, they say, all that you can be. Join now. Or, or... If it's good, if the acting is good enough, they'll turn it into a sitcom. <laughs> a sitcom about, about one sentence that you wrote about <laughs> between two friends. Hey, you said not to go through <laughs> it line by line, man. There's a lot of story there. Okay, you're supposed to infer a lot <laughs> from <laughs> their furrowing of the older guy's brow. It's like Waiting for Godot, but like remade. It's the new. It's a new Netflix series. I should watch that. Well, no, it's a play by Samuel Beckett where just two guys stand on stage and they're waiting for nothing. They just talk. And he about never nothing. comes. Nothing Spoiler ever happens. Here. Nothing ever happens. It's okay. It's it's very existential. That's good. Nothing mm. ever. This is a super strong weed goo. Anybody can feel Crunchy. free to take some. Yeah, there's some mm. nerds in there. It's super messy, but it's super stony. Like, and it it's weird when it hits you. Like, you feel it because your vision gets a little bit fucked up. I've, this has been confirmed by multiple sources. Moonshine? No, oh. it's just it's just really strong. So that entire that package. Okay, so pass. So that entire package has two hundred. Hard. The, the, two, oh, nice. the whole package has two hundred <laughs> milligrams in it, so you can kind of judge from there. So I took a little gooey bit, and that was probably like 25, 30 milligrams, maybe. Ooh. So yeah. Let's hit it. Good Damn. Stuff. Yeah. Good we can put it in the in the uh, the back part of the toilet, and and chill it. Um, it was in the freezer, but then it's too hard to bite. It's better at this consistency, but it is is—it is a mistake. It didn't get dehydrated enough or cured. It got put in the bags too early. It's delicious, though. Yeah, I like your show idea, Pancake. <laughs> Do you? It's a commercial, a commercial that, that, that could become a sick... Oh, oh, got it. Yeah. For the Army. For the Army. Would the show also be about joining the Army? Possibly. How? When has that ever worked out in the favor of the Army? Oh, when um, they show that, like Private Jarhead Benjamin and was stuff a fun like that. show in the early 80s. Well, MASH, about, too. Ooh, MASH. Well, MASH wasn't... Can't forget was Stripes yeah. with Bill Murray. Stripes. I yeah. tried to watch that again, and I was so but bored. But do you think Stripes But do you Full think metal. Stripes actually got anyone to join the Army? I doubt it highly. Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan was a good flick. It was. Black Hawk Down. Yeah. It's, it's just name war movies. <laughs> Full Metal Jacket. Uh, so I think probably the one that did the, the most. Anime. Probably I'd say probably the one that did the most for the army or at least the navy was probably uh, fuck, Top Gun, right? 
Ooh. Yes. Yeah, or Talk a, probably an officer just and a gentleman. Mikhail's yeah. Navy. Right? You can't handle the truth. Yeah. Oh, you that cannot. one. You can't handle the truth. The Hurt Locker. What's up? Mm, the revival of the genre. A few good men. You taking a phone call? What is that? Um, are you working today? Uh. <laughs> yeah, in a way you are. Yeah, I'm kind of working. You're kind of working? You want to come to Mutant Union Podcast? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, let me think. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it'll be any good? Scratchy, scratch in the back. You think it'd be any good if I went, though? It would it be worth no, it? No, probably shitty. I was, I was just hoping you weren't going so I could get more. Oh. <laughs> Ask him to listen to it live. Oh, okay. Well, shh, I might come. I don't know. Are you going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you coming? You're coming there? It's a little played out, isn't it? <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna have a whole show on one line. All right, buddy. Well, you know, if you show up, just shoot me a text. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do it. All right, bye, bud. That was Sam Carroll. <laughs> wanted to I'm try glad. to convince me to come and do a show at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> I I'm glad you showed up, is. Nate. Hmm. I'm glad you showed up. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, dog. I brought my laptop with me. I'm gonna have to pop out at some. I have to make a video about women. Uh, shooting jellyfish poison into their face. What? Wow. wow. Is that the new Botox? It's uh, exciting. Yeah. Wow, that's that's exciting stuff. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't gotten in there yet, but mm. I know it's about 25 iPhone videos. Wow. So it could be a fun time. Um, I can help you with that. There was a, there was a, used to be a website that my dermatologist buddy used to look at called badbotox.com. Oh, no. They'd make him look at it because... If you fuck it up, you can really fuck someone up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Plastic surgery is nuts. Like, people don't wait long enough. <laughs> like, it's not like an iPhone where you can just, like, oh, we'll just get the beta, and then if it's no good, I'll, I'll just wait and then get the next one. But now they're stuck with their face stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I> don't, <laughs> don't mess. Don't mess with your face. I had a, There's a girl oh, that sorry. I know that... Uh, uh, she trains at the gym that I coach at sometimes, and she, she is she's an outpatient nurse. Oh, she's a fantastic person, <laughs> no, okay. uh, and you know, earned her butt the right way. She squatted for it, yeah. But she just had to go down to Miami to be an out nurse for this chick who got a Brazilian butt lift. Whoa! And you physically cannot sit down for like two months, and they take it, and you have to go in regularly to get your legs like drained. Because oh, they take it out and they like they they cut through. There's like all these problems that they're having with them, and girls are like dying from these. Yeah, from and like butt lifts. They're getting fat taken out of their legs and stomach, and then it's thrown it around in a centrifuge, and then they <gasps> stuff it back into the butt and like shape it. But they're having all these complications, okay, and it's you, like. But do you know that this is your fault because you want women to shave their legs? <laughs> I think. Oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Pam, Pam, how long is that line of dominoes? Am I responsible for it? Because I think maybe shaving your legs and slicing your stomach open <laughs> and scooping out fat and shoving it somewhere where you could easily just go to the. You can gym just go to the fucking and, gym and yes. figure it out. It's yeah. a butt. It's yeah. doable. A butt is doable. Absolutely. 
But they're like, no, no, no. And they use it to cinch in the sides. That's more Barbies well, and but, y'all's and mothers than it is us. Well, it's and it's society as a whole saying that the perfect idea of a woman is this shape. Yeah. And that if you... Terrifying. And it's and it's yeah. terrifying to think that they want the shortcut. Like, how were you raised that you don't, you can't have some fucking discipline? Right, right. Yeah. And so, it's, and just like all the red flags, because she was you telling me about it. unreasonable things. You, it's, you go in the clinic, there's no chairs. All the women are just like lying down on like with like these little pillows under them with their butts like propped up just waiting for the but doctor. why do they want their butts to look like that? Because men want to have butts. It's No, because they think yeah. that I can make an Instagram page for my butt that's completely separate from my identity and personality and I can have someone pay for my life. Is that, I mean... Yeah. Wow. It's also it's a desperation very, for very fame. Doable. Do anything for fame and it's recognition very to make yourself feel valid. Well, they used to take out women's ribs. Um, that's what happened to uh, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson. She had a rib removed. They used to remove your lower rib to make you skinnier because it makes Re- you have a Ugh. smaller waist. But it was, you need it was popular those bones. In the, <sighs> it was popular in the 80s for uh, beauty queens too, like um, pageant girls, Ugh. and to remove a rib. That's insanity. It, right? I think so too. But yeah. but that was it's, it. It was different growing up in the. <sighs> I mean, I was born in the 70s and in the 80s. There was all of this big tits. This is, I mean, there was a lot of misogyny. Watch any movie from 1990, and it's right. like in the first count how many misogynistic and homophobic things are said in the first 60 seconds. Yeah. It's like, fags are weird and girls suck. Like, yeah. I don't want to be a girl. Like, it's that's all <laughs> 90s movies. Every punchline is like, I mean, every friend's but episode. Boob Let's hug, become, but we're not gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> boob jobs have become pretty normalized, though. But yeah, boob jobs have become. But, but it's just but the idea terrible. of the butt thing, because people are dying. Like it's yeah, stacking. But people and have been, it's also this comparison to jobs. other people. I mean, because you, you can make a picture look like anything on the internet, and you're getting all of your validation from the internet. And when you want to reflect that into your own life, you want unrealistic standards, you know? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just come from corporations, that doesn't just come from men's standards either. It also comes from women comparing with the, one another. It comes from everybody. There's no one to blame. It's just the natural way that humans you know try try to reflect what they want what their dreams are are you the reincarnation of the buddha but it's, we just no. <laughs> amplified. he's like the wisest he's just old. really young he's I'm so woke he's too naive yeah. he's woke no, I'm no, naive. No, it's gonna he's get so it's gonna woke, get he's like you floating. he's like <laughs> you're right come back. you're right but it's amplified through media yeah um daily hourly you know minute by minute yeah it's just you go you to Times Square. You can't avoid. Dated in it. Well, now they're listening to you. I've had that. It's happened to a bunch of people where they they have an Alexa at home or whatever, and they're talking about things, and then later their feed is filled with things they were just thinking about. It's fucking yeah, cookies, it's, man. Like, it's crazy, yeah, you, right? You fucking cannot cookies. get one of those uh, smart homes Alexas in your house. They're like I refuse listening. to have Absolutely one. Not. No, I don't even talk to. I don't even, talk to, I don't even talk to my Siri. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, don't talk to Siri because they're they're really they're using it to target ads. Even like. It, even Facebook still does it. Like, I, I have a, I say, I the, the things I get on the side of my Facebook are usually like Christian Mingle and uh, and whiskey and bullet whiskey delivered to your door for nineteen ninety nine. To join a group, you have to spend ten dollars to get it for ninety. It's, it's, commit it's, a, it's, a, it's a ruse. But I think that they send me these things because I say fuck Jesus a lot, and they think that I mean like, I talk about. I mean they and cute dresses. Those are what I get. Cute dresses, alcohol, and Christian Mingle. Three of your favorite It's a things. hilarious combination. You know what ads I get on my TikTok? 
What ads do no, you I'm get done. on your I'm TikTok? That's it. Just <laughs> <laughs> give it, give it to Pancake's the king of the lead-in. He doesn't have to do the whole joke. If the, <laughs> Pancake says if the premise is good enough, I don't have to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Sorry. I, sometimes I'm just not on. Pam, I don't feel. You know it. what something stupid is? I just really, I do talk to my Siri, but I always use a stupid voice. Oh. <laughs> So what but I don't do it all voice? the time. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just anything to throw them off the scent of my real voice patterns. Okay. I don't know. It's not a conscious thing that I do, but I'm just always like, I'm just ridiculous. I've all casual. I'm like, oh, what's up, Siri? What can I get? And, <laughs> or, or, any ridiculous thing. Casual, casual. Siri, uh, I really have a question that I need answered. <laughs> anything goes. Ridic- the more ridiculous, the better. The more like Monty Python-ish. Sure. Yeah. My Siri has a Scottish accent. So like, That's dope. Yeah, so I feel like I'm in train spotting all what the time. What does your phone call you? My phone calls me. I don't, I don't even give them a name. They don't know me. They don't know you? I'm a stranger to my phone. <laughs> my phone has to call me. You don't it, need to know my I name. Make, I make my phone call me Batman. Batman. <laughs> I make it. it. I know it doesn't want to, I but I do. It. My it, phone. It has to. My phone calls me Captain Planet. Oh. See? Nice. My phone just calls me my email, you know. Like, all well, why? You just wanted your that's alter ego idea. to be more ethical than my alter ego. Yeah. There you go. Good job, Pink. <laughs> and, uh, I praise Gaia. I hang out with Gaia all day. The Gaia goddess online? of of you know. Kinda I didn't sure. pay attention to. They don't in the South. You don't pay attention to Captain Planet. I don't know. I'm sure you about the planet. Super Captain did Fitness, you? Planet Man. Did you do that? <laughs> did you pay attention to Captain Planet ever? No, never. Never, never even once. Did you know anything about Captain Planet? No, sir. No, and he's the wokest of the three. Wow. I am. Feminist king. And that's how little hey, people ladies. actually care about recycling <laughs> pancake. Hey, like, no, cares. no one cares king. about it. They lived it. I will send for it. you. What is your age? You're a young, young man. What is your the age of women that Did you, you ever watch Captain Planet? Uh, now that you're 19, you have to date over 18. Any, yeah, over 18, obviously. obviously. But other than that... Baby, if you out there listening right now, I don't care who you are. I'm a feminist king. I will simp for you. <laughs> However old you, you see are. see how as inherently long as you're creepy that sounds? <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's it is. Just because it's not on this Twitter, bro. It's just, it's just that, that's the uncanny valley of it. Is what that is you've simping? heard it. You just haven't heard it. In what does simp mean? It's when you're like... Is it like short for sympathizing? It's it's short for being a, short for being a simpleton when you're just like being oh. a feminist for pussy essentially. Oh, yeah. short for simpleton. Just being like, just being like, hey, never hit women, bro. And like, yeah, you should never hit women. But these guys are like, he's seen you know these fight videos where like some chick is like beating the shit out of a dude and he like hits her like one time. He like slaps her and some dude comes out like, hey, bro, never hit a chick, bro, never hit a chick, bro, and like starts beating the shit out of him. And they just mom like. That's called simping. That's I when you're, you're just taking fedora. the woman's side. You know, it's fedora oh, it's cool. shit. It's, it's like nice I'm a white knight. A it. It's a, I'm a good guy, but also if you don't have sex with me, like you're like an emissary. Yeah, yeah, you're a white knight. For the 19 you're simp. Olds, we're learning. <laughs> no problem, Doc. Simp. I just have. <laughs> the new? Teach me the new things, because I'm so simpy. Un- I'm so unhip. I thought Kanye West was an airline. <laughs> I always thought it was just people mispronouncing. I want to use that word a lot. <laughs> I thought it was people mispronouncing simpy. That was a that no. was a Paul Sanford joke. I think he's dead now though, so I think oh. I get that joke. Yeah. I don't know. He's <laughs> it. Yeah. He how does that a, work? He was an old, I don't know how that works. An underground comedian disappears, and I remember his joke. Is it mine now? <laughs> it is yours. That is now yours. Court <laughs> of Comedy Law says. Inherited. Yeah, I inherited that joke. Yeah. Uh, more. T- someone teach me more hot terms that I don't understand because I'm old. Um, I learned the smokestack. 
and I learned the smoke show, and now I've learned simp. What is a smoke stack? It's a guy. It's a hot guy. He's a smoke stack. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that made, I don't know why that made this. That felt platinum. weird. <laughs> I just recently platinum. learned that. That's from here. Why does that mean? Not, I'm not only smoke stack. I say platinum. That's something that's from here, though. Platinum. Plat, something's plat, something's platinum. Never heard it. It's plat, bruh. Bray, bray with an E. Bray. Bray. Those are two San Francisco things. I bray. Yeah. bray with an E. Bray and bray. platinum. Saying something's platinum and What platinum. part of San Francisco? I'm so confused. I've lived here for 12 years. I've never heard these terms. My friend, my, you know, shout out to Field Medic. Shout out Rintin Tiger. Oh, that Rintin Tiger? Oh, yeah, my God, I yeah. Those guys. They're, they they use all shit all the time. That's oh, the my kind God. of most reflective of, like, I guess the mission, but I don't know over here, so I can't really. Bray. Wow. <laughs> you know those guys? That's incredible. Yeah. I met them when I was teaching in college. They won. They were in my uh, poetry class, and they. That was really? their TA. Kevin's such a fucking good poet. He yeah. does, he does he actual does a poetry haiku. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Haiku and shit. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Great. Rinten, shout out to Rinton. Shout out to Yeah. And his brother. His brother Sean. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to all poetry. you haikuers out there. <laughs> poetry. You guys are doing okay. good. Hey, uh, too true. But I just heard a street sweeper. On the street where my car is parked. Oh yeah, no, you definitely have a ticket. I did. I did not park there. That is one of the reasons it took me so long to get here because I parked oh. there did and a guy came up and signs? said, "There's about to be street sweeping." Oh, Take the bar. Did you not read Take the, the bar, signs? Bah. The signs, but the but the lady in the car already came by a long Pancake. time ago, so you probably don't have a yeah. ticket oh. because you came after I was out there and maybe I saw her go by and do everything because they go early. So I, maybe you don't have a ticket. But we have to close this one down anyway because they don't get out of the street sweepy to give you a ticket. They give you a ticket ahead of time in the little Cushman. The lady comes, the, like, the meter man. I saw the little guy drive, the meter the gender. Thing driving around. Yeah, they, they hit everybody that way. And then they the Gestapo is. How long have we been on? Uh, we have been on for an hour. So, yeah, we're closing it down because coming okay, cool. up at 1 o'clock is uh, what, what the fuck were they thinking? I believe that's the title of the show. What is that? Brian Crow. Uh, he has a podcast that he runs, and it's his podcast. And then at 2 o'clock, we got Empty Space again until 4. What? And then we've got comedy Hello. from 4 to 6. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that somebody's willing to go over to OMG and, like, give me a pre-sign. Because I want to perform at OMG. Because I come back here tonight, 8.30, Asiento. Opening night party. Well, not opening night, just party. And we have food mm-hmm. and the Asientos providing because they're one of our sponsors. And I'm going to put down a bar tab. But everyone has to tip themselves. Don't don't waste my bar tab for you on the tips. Like, you know what I mean? Like, more alcohol for everyone. Tip oh, yeah. on your own. And uh, But I'm going to – because I want it to be fun and have people hang out. But I also want people to do open mics. So go hit OMG. Taupe is also tonight, I believe, unless they're doing a showcase now. I don't know. And tonight is also Tuesday night. Oh, my God. Ireland. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, yes. We'll bring, huh? So we've got the – We've got the, we'll bring everybody from the party to Ireland's. Booyah. Because Hell that's yeah. at 8.30, and then we'll probably be done by 10, and then we all go over there. Yay. Okay. Day is, the day's figured out. Hello. Sweet. All right. Yay. Yeah. Goodbye, I'm going to need an itinerary for that. Yeah. I am. Exactly. If you can get that Goodbye, printed everybody. out for me. Be Thanks. What about Piano Fight? Piano Fight tonight? And, and spats and oh see thing. I haven't uh, I've been working on Tuesdays at Bender's so I haven't been out on a Tuesday night hmm. in forever so hmm. I really don't know like the Tuesday Wednesday scene anymore uh, but so. but here we're gonna be doing shit immunity radio okay hey everybody mm-hmm. thanks uh, again this is Aaron Atkins yeah. hello Nathan this is uh, this Goodbye. is sponsored by uh, the army yeah, <laughs> your outfit says yes. Mike Pancake, Pancake, Pancakes, Pancake. I've been Pancake Benjamin. It's the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We're gonna be fucking around all day on the radio. Listen in. Bye. Bye. Bye.
listening to Mutiny Radio. It's 6 o'clock on a Monday. It's usually time for Joke Workshop. And today will be some semblance of Joke Workshop. Your host, Pan Benjamin. I'm joined by Pancake. And Jonathan's hanging out. We're going to have some calls. We have some scheduled calls coming in. We have Shane Kenny and Aaron Lewis. Also, Elizabeth Stanton from British Columbia. And Jen Perez. Yeah. All scheduled to call in. We're going to talk for 15 minutes, tell jokes, take notes, see what they want to, if they're working on stuff or not, whatever. And uh, yeah, that's the plan. The phone number is 415-550-0511. Uh, you can give us a call after 705. We're going to get through all of our comedians. If you hear beep, beep in the background, that's because somebody is calling. We, we don't have call waiting on our landline here at mutinyradio.fm. But we do have a landline. So in the coming apocalypse, that's something to note, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you can call always in. call us. Uh, phone tree. 5500511. What fun tree? What's a fun tree? A phone tree. Oh, a phone tree. Yeah, so we can relay information to people. Um, and we usually, if there's an emergency, we have to like call outside of the state because all the circuits in in here will be busy. Mm. So call out state and have someone that we can re- rely uh, rely on to pick up a phone and then relay information and then have that person be uh, ready to receive other phone calls and give information to people who are calling them. Because the internet's going to go down? Everything, everything, <laughs> everything. Phones are different, though. And All if right, the electricity well. goes out, we still have phones. All right, 415-550-0511. That's happening. Uh, th- uh, throughout the entire background here today, I'm just going to be... Uh, there it is. Just Bob Marley playing on a forever loop. Don't worry about a thing. Three little birds. But be prepared. Yeah, I mean, be prepared. But don't worry. Be prepared. I mean... This is this is a this has been an, a really great time for me. I mean, you know, I've been I've been dealing with some issues of anorexia, and what a time to be anorexic, you know, during the apocalypse when you don't have access to food anyway. Ha <laughs> Look at that! I win. I'll just keep getting thinner. I'm like, God, I look great in the apocalypse. I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm. I had two hard-boiled eggs today. I'm doing good. And a couple pieces of delicious seas candy. Shout out to J W Blunt who um, brought me some candy. So I uh, love C's candy. So good. Also, he has a show here on Fridays, 4 to 6. Uh, J.W. Megawig works for C's candy. Good guy. C's candy is uh, expanding. Or it's, they were. Well, it's a San Francisco-based company from back in the turn of the century. Yeah. Great stuff. I love candy. Love candy. What about ice cream? It's it's. Yeah, it's it's are good. I mean, I'm I'm down. I I think years ago that I was more my game were, were the it's it's, um, but I might have it's it myself out of the game. Like I might have eaten too many it's it's oh. because I was like, that was one of my main f- food sources for a while was it's it's. Oh, not moon pie. No, 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 no. I mean, I like I really enjoy um, uh, marshmallow though. Oh, Jonathan wants me to sign. You have to put headphones on for when people call if you want to. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm from Southern California, so 
they were kind of a thing, I guess. People knew about them, and people they were like, oh, yeah, my cousin's smoking. Have you ever heard of It's It's? I'm like, sounds weird, because there's two It's in it. <laughs> but um, then coming up here, it was just, yeah, like Pam said, I maybe overate them, because it was I might so have overeaten them, yeah. So overeating them, yeah. They're just so good. They, they could be a breakfast. They could be the a lunch. The cappuccino, though, is, is probably, I say, their best flavor. No, but I can't, you know, I can't taste them anymore, so that's another reason why. Ice cream just doesn't do it for me anymore as ah. much. Oh, there we go. That's yeah, got to be yeah. Shane. Thank God. We were, I was being so boring. Okay, here we go. Hey, Shane. What's going on? All man? right. Right on time. Thanks for calling into the joke workshop here. MutinyRadio.fm. Thanks for So do you um, – Oops, sorry. That was, that was a little bit squeaky. Um, do you have any new material you've been working on? So much new material – so glad you're doing this. Um, so you got to get your face really close to the phone, other to I the speaker. There you go. I have it like next to my mouth. I'm gonna, yeah, I'll take my phone case off. That'll help. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Is that better? No, it's not, but keep trying. Can you hear me? I mean, kind of, but it's just not that loud. Try again. Here, I took there it off. There you here. go. Now we're cooking cool. with grease. All right. Cool. Just let me know when to Yeah, start, start. it up. Cool. Awesome doing this. Now I can actually imagine my audience in their underwear and know they're actually in their underwear. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, gnarly what's been going on. Uh, on a lighter note, I learned that animals can get intoxicated, just not from the same things that intoxicate us. Like dolphins can get high by huffing pufferfish, and like bears can get drunk from drinking too much honey. Which means, you know, bears have had this conversation like, Yogi, what, what happened to Smokey? Oh, uh, he drank 20 honeycombs last night. Smokey got so drunk, he started a fire. Oof. At least I can, like, pretend my everyone's laughing hysterically. This is... Oh, uh, so my older brothers beat the crap out of me growing up, and one time my big brother's beat me up so bad, I don't remember what I did to piss them off. They beat a memory out of me. I've been in mosh pits, car accidents, fist fights, all that I remember with clarity. I don't know how hard or repeatedly you have to hit a person to remove a memory, but my brothers are pioneers in punching and kicking and wherever the else they slammed my skull. So, what else? I learned recently that the scientific term for male stupidity is testosterone poisoning. Testosterone poisoning. Like, I was relieved to hear that because all this time I thought I was an idiot. It turns out I've been dealing with a severe case of poisoning my whole life that was not understood until now. So at least I'm getting to the bottom of, you know, all these blackout drunkenness and all these shenanigans I keep finding myself in the middle of. So, uh, I wish I were bisexual. I really do. It looks like a lot of fun. Like, to put this in video game terms, being straight feels like I'm playing team deathmatch. At best, I can hit half the map. You know, if I'm lucky. But being bisexual is like playing free-for-all. The map is wide open. If you got enough skill and everyone's consenting, you could walk into a bar and be like, I'm going to fuck everyone here. I'm feeling it. Let's do this. 
uh, speaking of fucking, uh, Chick-fil-A. So, Chick-fil-A apparently donated $2 million to anti-LGBT um, groups, which is hilarious because Chick-fil-A's entire business platform is built on people putting cocks in their mouth and swallowing. <laughs> like, you'd think they'd be more supportive of the gay community considering <laughs> their, what the company is founded upon. Just let me know when I'm out of time. Oh, uh, how about two more jokes? Cool. So, during this crisis, we've all come to think about our intelligence and what we're dependent on. Do you ever think about how far society would get if you were the smartest person around? Like, you're the Elon Musk of Earth. How do we have, like, flying cars or what? Like, I'm constantly thankful there's geniuses who are making cool stuff for us to enjoy because if I were the smartest person in the tribe... We would all know where the G-spot is, but once we discover psychedelics and the G-spot, we are no longer progressing. We're all going to feel great and have some cool stories, but nothing to write them down with or make them into shows. So, uh, last joke, uh, I think this pandemic is going to create a new subspecies of bros and jocks that are super hygiene conscientious. Because this pandemic shut down sports and the gym. This is like Armageddon for testosterone. Like the same guys who buy Bud Light and protein powder are after this are going to have hand sanitizer on their teeth. Because you know some dude after this is going to be like, Chad, we, we can't risk losing sports to the gym again. I was just punching the wall and jerking off all day. And then Brad's going to be like, dude, I was just reading a book. I'd <laughs> so thank you for the time. I... T- I'm taking all the silent laughter with joy. I wrote down some comments. I wrote down. I wrote down some comments for you, uh, Shane. So let's. Uh, so first, uh, bears can get drunk off honey. I like where you're going with it, but I I want like a scientific reason why. Like you just kind all of right. mentioned in passing that animals are getting drunk off something else, but then you didn't. But it wasn't alcohol, and you didn't say why. Just like one line of a reason scientifically why or whatever. Um, the brothers beating the shit out of each other and then into testosterone poisoning. I feel like that needs to be one joke. Like, um, there's testosterone poisoning within your family because of genetics or something. I would take, I would take those jokes and look for the, look for rather than being two separate things, try to meld it together as one. Uh, and then at the end, I would also call that back because you talk about how, they were you. They're closing the workout gyms, and oh my God, what are you going to do? There's going to be testosterone poisoning. There's going to be the opposite of you know something about like what are my brothers going to? What are people going to do? They're going to have to go home and beat up their family or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, bring it back to the brother I got thing. You. Thank you. Yeah, so I would take, I would take all that beating, and then also I mean, if you're going to talk about beating each other up, you sort of have like a beat off joke right there. You're kind of like setting yourself mm-hmm. up for a dick joke. Um, oh yeah. I mean, you said beating a lot, and um, so the I wish I was by thing for me, it didn't pan out only because I didn't I don't play video games, so I didn't know your yeah. references like deathmatch, and um, whatever the other thing was, free fall or something. But the funny part in that was if you have the line, this is a great line. If you have enough skill and consent, that line is gold. 
If you have enough skill and consent, you can do anything you want. So that, out of the whole thing you did, that was where I, I thought the funny really was on the line. If you have enough skill and consent, boom. Um, the Chick-fil-A is hilarious. I would just say Chick-fil-A's entire business is, or even less words, but swallowing cock is, you don't, okay. have, to, you don't have to do, yeah. you could just cut the chaff, right? So you're like, Chick-fil-A's, business plan is based off swallowing cocks you know something like that just quick but yeah. the, I, you had the perfect idea there um that's it that's those are the notes i took what do you think thank you so much i really appreciate you doing this thank you oh yeah 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 um so you've been so you've been right you've been writing a lot this week i've been writing not just stand up i'm doing a quarantine day journal i'm working on my fiction book and then recording music so i've been Pumping out work. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking advantage. What's your What's your fiction book about? Um, having studied climate change and read a lot of cool stuff on like human psychology and just being a history nerd, I wanted to just in my own for my own curiosity see what's the United States going to look like 200 years after we don't solve climate change. After so, what? After what about climate change? Like. So essentially, the premise of the book is we didn't address climate change fast oh, enough. Oh, okay. So farmland became unusable. Cities were a couple cities sank, and it's really 200 years in the future, seeing like what's the U.S. look like, what cities are still around, who's surviving, what diseases became airborne because of. Who's your main character? Um, my main character is a scavenger from like a community of farmers. His job is just like, hey, can you go find some supplies we need in the ruins of a city, get some food, don't die. And he's going out on a run when these rich people who abandoned Earth because it got too scary because the poor were killing them, their descendants had been living in space the whole time. Uh And their space station starts to break down. So the story picks up when these descendants of rich people who have no idea the Earth is complete shit now are relying on these farming communities to keep them safe from other groups of farmers and Native Americans who all want them dead. Oh, so the rich people have to get out of space because space is no longer habitable. Yeah, but essentially the poor got so mad at the rich, some of them just started boondock saint-style murdering the rich. Sure, makes sense. And Jeff Bezos is planning on building a space station, so I thought, Worst comes to worst, he's got a backup plan. Well, but that's the thing is if they're in the space station, they still are relying on Earth unless they have replicators for food. So, like, you you get into the place of, like, are you in reality? I mean, obviously you're not in reality because you're in dystopian future 200 years and stuff. But because if you you were a rich person at a space station, you're still reliant upon the Earth to be able to get supplies unless there's a new way to – It's a self-sustaining space station. Like, there's – I like there's ways of growing plants. And, oh, okay. You so know, they're self-sufficient and they're in space. Then why do they have yeah. to deal with the people on Earth at all? Because after 200 years, any just the way our engineers are how things are engineered today, they don't tend to survive beyond oh. 200 years without replacements or repairs. So the entropy and, of the space station. Like you basically, you're, you're 200 years of entropy. It's time you need to get back. They, the rich people have to get back to Earth. They have to get some connection with Earth because they need to like replace some shit or yeah. So but you're then gonna. They, 
but now they're in the aftermath of what their ancestors left behind. Right. So are you going to somehow get the scavenger guy into space? No, he's the essentially the premise is all the people who are living in space now are eventually going to have to come back to Earth. Mm. But Earth is in this deep tribal faction system where it's the two groups that survived were indigenous people and farmers and the refugees from cities and suburbs who were taken in by those two groups. So that's so then their your trouble is how do they get from space back down? Where do they land? Like is yeah, there any technology left for the Like there's solar panels and some batteries, but it's like very limited. There's no more like fossil fuels. So it's also I wrote it kind of as a fuck you cuz I kept seeing all these horribly scientifically inaccurate dystopian things and I was like reality's scary enough just let me paint that picture for you sure with the you know the and after the water wars really of 2121 I'm trying to be as scientifically and historically accurate 99% of the time in this yeah well i mean I'm, but then again scientific and historically accurate from what we know now in the past i mean you get to have fun with that whole 200 years in the, yeah, and that's in the why interim the makeup of technology trends fluctuations i get to enough room to like play around with and be creative but enough walls to act to force me to think in and outside of the box and where's the love story um the love story is the scavenger dude he has to take along a plant and water expert who's like a young 20 something from his community mm. so he doesn't like starve to death or can still have water and this dude meets one of the people from space who's a female and kind of as they're both terrified and they're not used to this, him and her uh, have a little romance, but also the scavenger, one of his girlfriends was kidnapped a decade before, and he's hooked up with all these indigenous women who he's met in his travels. So so he's he a player. Kind of, he's, he's slinging the pipe all oh, over. Yeah, there's, a, there's a threesome scene between his old girlfriend and his indigenous one, and... <laughs> Uh, so there I, you go. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Shane, me. for telling us not only your new jokes, but also uh, talking through your your cool novel, your dystopian yeah. future. That uh, it's a great premise, and especially with your background uh, with the yeah, green technology it's fun stuff. Yeah, because cool I get stuff. to incorporate everything: science, jokes, history. It's kind of a it's Threesomes. fun to go beyond just the bit or the song and really explore stories and ideas in multi-dimensions at once. Plot twist, there's a threesome. I knew there was going to be a threesome. I was like... It was like, I was writing it, I'm like, I have to, because, you know, sex sells, and also... Right. Why not have a dystopian threesome? You gotta (laughs) slay the hog, baby. Uh, Thank you so much for calling in, Shane Kenny. I know you've been a a grand supporter here of Mutiny Radio in the past week. Sam, I salute you. I really appreciate that. You inspire me, and I hope... Make sure people tell stories of the brave DJs at Mutiny Radio. The brave DJs. Right on. Well, that 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 call right there behind you is Lizzie Stanton. Thanks so much. Thanks, Shane Kenny. And Lizzie Stanton. Is that Lizzie Stanton? It is It is perfect timing. We just had Shane Kenny. We heard the beep beep. You were exactly on time. Oh. Yeah, I uh, I was listening. Actually, I thought it was pretty funny. He's talking about his idea of a dystopian novel, and I'm like, um, I don't know if you've heard of this show, but it's called The 100, and it's actually filmed in Coquitlam uh, in B.C., and uh, it's 
It's a similar plot where they went up on a space station and it's been like a couple hundred years and now they have to go back to Earth and they send like a hundred like teenagers down there in order to like try and inhabit it because it's like a yeah. reactive disaster. Well, teenagers too, they're the ones to send, those hooligans. They'll just like break everything and be like, fuck it. You know, that's so, they're, that's Well, they, they come across a bunch of like native people down there and everything and then, yeah, it's, it's like, it's just a similar concept though. I'm like, this... There's so only so much parallel thinking, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that's that's true too. I, that's happened a lot to me in um, in comedy. Where so there was this one time I was here running the board, and there was a girl from Australia, and she gets up on stage and she starts a joke, and it was about the Little Mermaid and the things in her cave are dildos and I was like I have the exact it was almost the exact joke it was like look at this stuff isn't it neat wouldn't you think my collection's complete how many (laughs) dildos does uh you know I got thingamabobs I got 20 but who cares anyway so it was the same exact idea and she was from fucking Australia and I was like wow Okay, well... Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, honestly. I no, mean, neither. there's only hack. so That's why they many... Call it hack. There's only so many thoughts you can have, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like... It's like I do, like, a ton of, like, Jewish jokes. I'm like, how many people are going to think up, like, the same Holocaust puns as me? A billion. <laughs> that might be your own market. <laughs> how many... How many Holocaust puns does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Um, <laughs> so, do you want to do some material? Do you want to talk? What do you want to do? Um, yeah, I'd love to run through a little bit of material. Cool. Um, do your thing. I'll take notes and, um, you know, when, do like maybe, you know, five minutes of material and then, uh, and then we'll, we'll have conversation. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I, I don't know if people often give credit to China enough. Like they've actually come up with a lot of things. Like for example, they were the first ones to be dying of the coronavirus and they were also the first ones to make noodles. So they invented pasta. But in both cases, the Italians perfected it. Oh, fuck! That is gold! Wow. Jesus Christ! Lizzie Stanton! Holy fucking shit! Perfect Thank you. Oh my um, god! That is the best, most topical corona joke. Holy fuck! Thank you. Wow. Wow. Um, so... I would personally like to apologize for this pandemic that's going on because I got banned from the United States and I'm Jewish. So I'm pretty sure that I'm exactly like Moses because they fucked over another Jew and now a plague is hit. (laughs) There's been massive outbreaks of coronavirus over in Kirkland, Washington. They're the originators of Costco. People there have just been catching it in bulk. It's okay though. As soon as there's a cure, they'll be selling it wholesale. Now, say what you will, but I think that there is a cure for coronavirus. I agree with what Mike Pence said. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> but whose prayers are we answering? I mean, today I was in a Costco parking lot and I couldn't find a space. There were too many people. And a guy cut me off. And I think to myself the same as everyone does when that happens. I think, God. Why are there so many of these assholes? I wish there was just a massive plague that would wipe them all out. Thoughts and prayers. You know, say what you will, but I mean, like, 
I always like to think on the positive side. I try to think positive. So, like, whenever there's a massive disaster like 9-11 or a mass shooting or people dying in a pandemic, I, I try and think positively. Like, did you know that the biggest fear that people actually have is dying alone? So if you could say anything for these disasters, at least nobody died alone. Now, I've actually heard that the British have been well prepared for the coronavirus outbreak. In fact, they even hired Julie Andrews to do a public service announcement. She's been heard singing on the BBC about what to do if you think you've contracted it. Oh, a spoonful of sugar makes the cyanide go down. <laughs> the cyanide go down. The cyanide go down. I'm sorry, that... Might be a little bit dark, but I, I like my jokes the same as I like my dicks. Dark, dirty, and uncut. <laughs> I think it was interesting you were talking about The Little Mermaid. Uh, they, they recently they recently re-released The Little Mermaid in live action. They actually hired a black girl to play the part of Ariel. And I personally am super offended. But not because I'm racist. But I'm sure that Disney is. Why were they so keen to throw another black person to the bottom of the ocean? I'm just saying, it's the 1800s and that was your first thought, Disney? And besides, they're taking away that role from a much worse off minority group. The gingers. They're pigmentally challenged. I mean, if anyone should be under the ocean, it should be gingers. They can't survive the sun's rays. I mean, with the ozone layer being depleted, pretty soon, black people is all that's going to be left. I mean, pretty soon, they're going to be having to put on whiteface in all the movies so that they can fill in the roles of the squares and bad dancers. I mean, I, I feel bad for gingers. I, I've tried, tried my best to, to do a charitable deed. I, I, I went for an entire string of potato patties. I dated an entire line of Irishmen, and it seems it doesn't matter how big the Irish guy. They've all got a wee leprechaun hiding in their pants. Oh, shit. That's punching down, baby. Wow. And since some of them are circumcised, it's kind of like leprechaun, too. <laughs> leprechaun in the hood. <laughs> yeah, but you know, my buddy, he finger-banged an Irish girl. Now he's got a green thumb. I was terrified every time that I got my boyfriend... He was from Tipperary, and I was terrified every time that I got with him that I'd get pregnant. Because there's nothing worse than the idea of having unwanted tater tots. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big problem for me because, like, I don't, I don't use condoms. But I don't use condoms because I am an environmentalist. Condoms are made of latex, and they're not biodegradable. The babies I throw out are. <laughs> That's horrible, God. I would never throw out a baby. That's a waste of perfectly good protein. Now, look, I'm Jewish, and we're all economists, right? And I know that Tom Cruise will pay a, penny, pretty, pl a pretty penny in order to eat some baby placenta. So imagine how much he'd pay for the whole baby. Just saying, I got a market here. Lizzie's baby back ribs. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I can say this much. If I had a baby, it would be from an Irishman anyway, and so it wouldn't really matter because they're, they're all so stupid that it would be brain dead. In fact, it would be like a vegetable. 
So I could actually even make it a vegan meal. Yeah, I, I feel bad if this offends anyone, but, like, I mean, the point of comedy is to make the bitter things in life more palatable, right? I'd like to think of myself as, like, the pineapple juice to the world's cup. Yes. Okay, so that, that's, that's about it. <laughs> Yay! Ending on a dick joke. Lizzie Stanton, hell yeah. Hey, that China-Italy jo- joke at the top with the noodles is fucking fire. Um, Thank you. With the plagues, there were actually you, – you're a Jew. You know there was more than one plague. I feel like you can go through a few of those plagues possibly. And even like at Costco, you can set one of the plagues. Like it's raining fl- frogs at Costco. And, um, that Pence thoughts and prayers thing was great. And then it all came back around and circled all the way around. It was great. I loved all that Costco material, especially since we're supposed to be social distancing and everyone's like super close to each other. Um you start talking about dying alone, and I was like, well, right now we all kind of are dying alone because of social distancing. We're more alone than ever, and maybe you can die on a Zoom group chat or something. Like, Actually, I was going to say that this, for me, has been the most social time in my entire life except with no physical attention, which means that it's exactly the same as my entire life has been. Exactly. <laughs> Lots of people to talk to, no one to talk to me. Exa- exactly. I, I, I feel you, girl. Uh... I don't feel you. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> um, so uh, I felt like with the black the black people and the water and the swimming, um, there's a couple things, a couple directions you can go. A, uh, there's a stereotype that black people can't swim. So mm-hmm. that's a good one to play off of because you already have a black mermaid and it's usually – there's like a trope that black people aren't good at swimming. Also, oh, no, I know, I know. I got oh. that. Also, it was it was a play on to whole, like, you know, like, what was the name of that movie where, like, they threw all the black people in the bottom of the ocean? I don't, um, I don't know. I think they did that during Slay uh, Slavery on the Way Over. Amistad I don't know how they did that. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they drowned a whole bunch of black people back in the 1800s, which is the same time as The Little Mermaid is set. I so see where you're going. They tied, they tied weights and they threw black people who were sick or whatever, the slaves, off the ships. Dear Lord. That's, that's... Wow. Well, okay. I didn't get your the maybe like one more line about history to leave. Yeah, I'm a history major, so I know that a lot of my jokes are a little bit highbrow, and people are just like, "She's racist." Right. No, but I I just didn't get like I my brain started to go like, well, if you're going with, I was like, oh, black people aren't good at swimming, or but also that, um, their hair they get mad, they get mad about their hair. Their hair gets wet. Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But that was all just me being kind of hack. Uh, oh, so if the black people are going in white face, there might be a thing about zinc oxide there. You know how when you put the white stuff on your nose because it keeps the sun away from the 80s, mm-hmm. zinc oxide? Just that black people would be in white face because of the sunscreen. That's p- potential. Oh, um, and you said tater tots, and, that's, and that worked. Um, and, you know, they're just – when you have leftover tater tots, they're cold and not crispy, and that's gross. But that was really good. And I would even, with that abortion stuff, I think there's two direct, you went with the eating the children, but you can also go with um, stem cells, like uh, harvesting them for other strange things other than just the food that they could possibly sustain us with. But that there's I mean, I've got so many abortion jokes, it's actually somewhat terrifying. But <laughs> I, mean, I, uh, I don't do well in front of very um, uh, right-wing crowds. <laughs> right. Hey, I have a bunch of abortion jokes. Hey. Abortion is important for us to talk about, especially when our civil rights and, well, f- at least for us in the United States, our constitutional rights are starting to be revoked. And um, I mean, what happens with the 
I mean, geez, what happens under martial law if you have to get an abortion? <laughs> Where they go, oh, no more abortions. And then you're like, now I have to have a baby? Like, what the fuck, man? I, mean, I, I, have I actually think this is, is, I think it's interesting because I'm banned from the United States and half your population's fucking dying off. Same over here. I'm just saying, if I manage to survive this thing out, they should welcome me back with open arms. Absolutely. What are you, fertile? <laughs> <laughs> Come on over, Lizzie Stan. Are you fertile? Exactly. University yeah. educated Jewish woman. I mean, if anything else, I mean, I should be controlling the country. I'm supposed to own your media. Aren't right. I? You're supposed to control the weather, I think. That's one of the new things. She's a witch. She can control the weather. That was a thing today I was really excited because I found one of my old notebooks from like five years ago and I was like, oh shit, there's a bunch of jokes that I don't, I didn't even remember that I used to do. And so now I'm really excited because I have a bunch of old jokes that I can redo and make new again. I'm just like, this, this time, this time in the house has only proved like a creative boon and I feel like I lucky. feel like this is the most oddly... I don't, it's horrible. Don't get me wrong. This thing is horrible. But, but, like I said, I always try and think on the positive side. And so while it's all twisted and dark and everything, yes, that's how I work. I can't help but think I have been talking more to you guys yeah. and Americans. And I'm banned from America right now. So ironically, career-wise, this probably is actually very beneficial to me in a horrible <laughs> way. All of your American contacts. Exactly. Yeah. I literally was talking for six hours. I kid you not, six hours last night to people in America on freaking Zoom and Facebook Messenger and yeah. Skype. And I'm like, I'm probably going to have more American contacts after this. And I'm like, I can do nothing with any of them. <laughs> well, that's, the, you know, the other thing is we don't even know what what the new normal will be after this. I mean, who knows if they're going to not let us travel between countries ever again or if how one gets to do that if one chooses or does i mean do i ever get to go to greece again are we can anybody go to europe like when are they just gonna are we gonna become completely isolationist and in our in our uh, countries or? it's a good question i'm wondering about i mean i don't honestly think it's gonna hold up that long this whole thing i mean i like i said my friend jennifer she said that she thinks that the whole thing is a conspiracy and i'm starting to think like maybe it is i'm like i i mean we're all gonna go bananas by the end of this i mean i mean not to mention like i said i mean i posted this on my facebook earlier i'm like you know they got those filters and you can, like, put, like, bunny ears on yourself. I put a picture of myself with bunny ears, and I was like, ah, look, I look like a Playboy bunny, except that me being single during the apocalypse means that I can't fuck like a rabbit. <laughs> There's going to be... Everything is a joke to you. You're amazing. You're like... <laughs> oh. Thank you. I'm wired fucked up. I Like I said, I can't get laid right now, so I'm probably going mental like Elaine in Seinfeld. <laughs> Might I but. recommend uh, the Jimmy Jane... Uh, rabbit vibrator, another rabbit reference. <laughs> it has two say. ears. I've heard that um, in the in the uh, storeroom they used to make them race across the table. Uh, they they bet on it, but um, but it, it they're hey they're they're a great they're a great toy. I Different. had the running joke. I was talking to a couple of male comics on my uh, Facebook Messenger feed, and um, and I was like, "Oh man, I can't, I can't get laid." And I'm like, "We're all worried that we're gonna be suffocating because of the coronavirus." And I'm like, "We're all gonna have our lungs choked up." And I'm like, "Please, if I'm gonna get choked by, a, it's supposed to be a man, not a fucking, you know, 
blim. If you're gonna get, yeah, if you're gonna get choked, let it be the, absolutely. Hey, our next caller's on the line, Lizzie Stanton. Thank you so much for calling. You're amazing, and we'll talk to you soon. Yay! All right, thanks, Yay, Sarah. Bye. Bye, okay, here comes our next caller. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Oh my goodness. Oh, Pam Aaron, Benjamin? my man, my man, uh, my man Pam from Pam Fresno, Benjamin? Aaron Lewis. Oh, right on time. Oh, you're talking to I, we, my we were just, man. Yeah. You're, uh, you're our third caller. We've just, uh, we just uh, dumped out on Lizzie Stanton. She had a great new set. She's from British Columbia calling in. We got Pancake in the house. We got my man, Aaron Lewis, calling from from Fresno. First, I have to ask, how was dinner last night? What did you have, and how was it, and oh, how awesome is your well, aunt? We, we, we BBQ'd some hamburgers, and I put a massive amount of onions on it, and it was fucking glorious. Yeah. Um, Grilled onions or raw onions? Um, well, I'm a wrestler, so I don't like my cigarette, but, like, um, I'm like, oh, I can actually smoke a cigarette while I do a set today. Hell yeah. Uh, like, a, like, like, I'm, like, a real comedian, you know? So Absolutely. Like, Bill uh, Hicks it out, baby. Yeah, hell yeah, but, um, hold on one second. Oh, yeah, do your thing. Light it up. Just to let the listening audience know again, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is Joke Workshop. We have Aaron Lewis on the line from Fresno. Um, he's been me- he's been medevaced. No, he hasn't been medevaced out. Ginger, for all the ginger jokes, dude. Oh yeah. I I, I, I finally felt racism for the first time. <laughs> I don't know if I have any new material, Pam. I might just talk shit the whole time. Sure, talk shit. Talk, um, yeah, I'm down but with you that. Know what? You know, there, there's there's so many uncertainties in this life right now, but I do know one thing. I love coming in, bitches, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I don't know if I want kids or not. But I do know I'd be a good dad. Here's the day in the life of me being a good dad. Asquith is my son's name. <laughs> Jeff just took a shit on the floor. <laughs> yeah, Jeff is my dog's name. When you're not smiling because you're a virgin, get your ass out here and clean that shit up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe I'll have a daughter. P Pussy is my daughter's name. Oh, we can't hear you when you take the phone away and yell in the other direction. Oh, fuck. So they didn't get the they didn't get the the P Pussy joke. Do the yeah. Oh, do the and my aunt joke. just told me to shut up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your aunt doesn't like you screaming P Pussy while you're smoking outside. No way. I guess not. No man. way. Guess, well, it's an old joke. I guess I should work on new shit. No, but it's funny because Dude. if that's a funny joke that your aunt is like, stop doing your old jokes, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Where the, like, the, the neighborhood before. is sick of hearing about pee pussy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I don't actually have any new material. That's okay. But, uh, we can shit, help maybe you. Maybe I'll just talk shit the whole time. We can help know. you write a joke. Hey, you yeah. know everybody was everybody right now is just like, well, I talked to you about this last night, but you know everybody's just like, oh yeah, now is a great time to write jokes. And I'm like, all your quarantine jokes are gonna fucking suck. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. That I mean, 
If a... This is going to be the worst bomb I've ever done before. <laughs> what is? The, the this right now. Right now, yeah. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to bomb when you're in a bomb shelter. Like, it's part of the... When you're already... I'm actually in a very... I wish I could take a picture of this backyard I'm in because it's very picturesque. Oh, is even it? Though it's in the, even though it's the shithole of California. How's, th how's the sunset out there? Last night, the sunset here was uh, really beautiful. The well, colors were really clouds vibrant. right now. It yeah, was it's raining last night, so it was pretty nice, but it looks it looks nice. It was cloudy here today. I think the government's trying to control the weather. Dude, I think the government's trying to control his dick, dude, because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually a funny joke. The government's trying to control my dick. <laughs> and then you go, you, that's actually really funny. If you're like, the government's trying to control my dick, and then what? And then where and where they're trying to control you. I didn't want to go to CVS. I don't need condoms. <laughs> I'm just masturbating into a sock. What do I need a condom for, government? Uh -huh. is, is that Jonathan with you in the studio? Uh, Pancake is here. Jonathan's here also. He's just not on a microphone. Hey, what's up? Um, it's uh, it's funny because I'm like, uh, I'm I'm still using I'm using Tinder right now. How can uh, you use Tinder I, during the apocalypse? That's a joke in itself. You're still using <laughs> Tinder in the apocalypse. Dude, I'm, like I'm you have to stay hits. six feet I'm away from hits, the bitch. Bro. You can't even touch your I'm boob. Getting <laughs> I'm getting hits, Pam. You're getting hits because you're yeah. in Fresno. You're not getting tits. Yeah, bro. Are they I'm giving getting, you titty pictures? You getting to see those nips? I'm getting some nudes. I am getting some nudes, son. Getting some nudes. No, that's the thing is you can only get a picture of the nip. You can't touch it because your arm isn't six feet long. Oh. Like maybe if you – Maybe if you do some like foot titty fucking, it'll be okay. Like you can you can like touch her boob with your foot as long as you keep your face like uh -huh. at her toes or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll wear a mask and a condom. Yeah, this is the perfect time for cosplay. This is the perfect time. That's yeah, this is perfect time for cosplay. Everybody, furries, now's the time. You can get in your furry suit, wear a mask under there, wrap yourself in Saran wrap. I was thinking Immortan Joe from Mad Max. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Dude, have you watched uh uh Fury Road? Yeah, that's exactly what I was referencing. So Okay, so my favorite scene in all of cinema is when they're getting the when they're milking the titties. They just got all that titty milk, and uh, that's when you know you made it when you just got a glass full of fucking Fury Road titty milk. No doubt. I I I I, I tried to have some friends watch it recently, and I was like, this is the best movie that's ever been made, and they thought I was lying. And then I showed them the titty milk scene, and then they still didn't agree, so I just fucking to blasted give, them on Fury Road. To give them, to give you some historical context, I think maybe the first time titty milk was used in a fictional something was John Steinbeck in the the finale, the last part of the Grapes of Wrath, the last. In the last chapter oh, of the Grapes of Wrath, yeah. when they have gotten all the way to California and people are starving, and she, you know, the, the woman pulls out her boob and yeah. feeds the old man from her tit, tit oh. in the barn, yeah, yeah. and it's John Steinbeck, Steinbeck in the, the dust pool. In W's Battle, uh, is that how you say it? In what? Dubious Battle? W's Battle? Dubious. Uh, w.E.B. Du Bois? Du Bois? Uh, the black guy? 
No, no, no. It was a book that Steinbeck wrote. Oh. About, uh, like well, this a was... socialist uprising uh, among, like, uh, all these field workers. Wait. He had, like, a whole chapter about just this girl, like, fucking, she was just, had a baby and that baby was just sucking on it too, but, um. This is, and the, it's the Grapes of Wrath and it's the end and she. No, 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 this, uh, this, this is before the great. trust me, I've read. All right, uh, wow, if Steinbeck too. used it twice, dear Lord. Yeah. I So there we go, he is obviously was not breastfed. <laughs> he's got a fascination <laughs> with tits. Yeah, what you do, he's all into that lactation. Into the, hey. I'm into lactation too. I think I'd want to save all the vegans consent-based milk. I'm surprised so we don't. I'm surprised we don't keep girls, uh, you know, with the lactating all the time. <laughs> yeah, everybody should <laughs> yeah. be lactating. <laughs> I, I agree. I always wondered why uh, we didn't have any pig milk. Like, why can't you milk a pig? And then I sort of realized it's because the pig's not going to let you milk it. It's the same thing like a cat. A cat would never let you milk it, right? I've like, looked into this so much, it's disgusting. Pig milk? Uh, just every kind of milk. Human <laughs> milk, camel milk. Camel milk but is camel gross. Camel milk is a thing. It is a thing. I've had camel milk, and it's gross. It's very thick. You didn't like it? No. No, I did not like Where it. Where did you have it? Uh, in, in L.A., you had it in L.A. That's such an L.A. thing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, is, it was like during Christmas and our Jonathan's cousin's boyfriend was like, I got camel milk. We're all going to try some camel milk. And I was like, all right, I'll take a sip. You, you know what I'm obsessed yeah. with is like fermented, like alcoholic horses milk. Yeah. Because that's how like the Mongolian Empire mm, conquered. The whole entire globe. Well, okay, so actually, that's very interesting you bring up the Mongol, uh, the Mongolians. So, you know Mongolian hot pot where you go and then there's like boiling stuff and you cook the meat in it? Amazing. That's yeah. actually what they did. One of the reasons why the, the Mongols were able to take over China is that they all rode horses. And yeah, so and they, they were would able to ferment their horses' milk. Well, they would eat their horses' blood too. They would uh, they would go to where they were staying, sleeping over, and they would you know let their horses eat grass or whatever, and then they would bleed their horses into their hats, and then they would cook their hats over the fire, Whoa. and they would make a blood cake. So they basically ate their horses, and that's how they were able to cross so much land without having so many supplies because all the other armies they had to bring all of these food things and stuff and you had to walk yeah, no, with an they, army they, they, yeah. pam yeah. i have like asperger's over the mongol empire it's oh. fucking crazy because yeah. uh genghis and later on kublai and all the other khans were just they were betting a thousand yeah. Like they won every war they went to except when they went to Japan. They they couldn't cross the seas, but um, – Because the horses. Um, they're just like the Dothraki. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, no, George Martin says he didn't – that's not what it's based on, but it's like, yeah, shut your fucking mouth. You yeah, know. right. Like, um, yeah. Dothraki. Wait, was I supposed to do material? <laughs> well, you do it, we're doing whatever you want to do. I mean, we got – we got three minutes left, and we're just talking and having a good time. You feel yeah, good? Yeah, I'm having a good time. I am too. We got we got to teach the people a little bit about history. Got to yeah, fuck got yeah. to check in with P Pussy. 
An ass Wait, piss? But, but you know what I've been thinking about recently? It's just like, why, like, when people go out and, like, conquer other people, like, what's the point? To get their I'm resources. I'm like, preachy. I'm just, like, actually wondering why they do it. To either because get their... I've been bored, and I've been reading a lot of history recently, and I just don't see, like, a reason other than it's just, like, let's just go and, like, beat them. Like... Well, it's, it's to take their resources or control their resources in a different way or destroy what they had so that you can build new resources for them and then you make money because you have the contracts. That's why we like to bomb things is we go in and then we destroy stuff and then we go, oh, look at us. We're humanitarians. We're going to come in and we're going to help you rebuild except Aww. that we're making all the money off of rebuilding when we could have just gone you, over. I love bombing, Okay. Well, like, bombs are as you can tell. <laughs> bombs are expensive. Why spend a million dollars on a bomb when we could spend a million dollars instead of destroying a building like refurbishing it that already works? Uh, it just, it's fun though. I well, but it's like why why continually continuously abuse our resources like so haphazardly in that we we fly because all the way to the illegal. other part. Well, and because and because it's all money, we just want to keep making money, and we don't care how many people we kill because we can make more money. Yeah. It's so much, dude, but it's so much fun to fly a jet over four people and then drop a bomb on them and just be bumping ACDC and be like, hell yeah. Except that they're real people and they die and stuff. And I mean, yeah, I know. No, I'm, I'm joking, yeah. but like, I yeah. don't actually want to kill anybody. <laughs> well, maybe that's, maybe that's what they're doing for us is that they're trying to, you know, cull the population I, I, through know, some I crazy virus. I pussy to pick up my dog shit, you know? <laughs> You know when are they gonna? When are we gonna genetically engineer a dog that eats its own shit? Am I right? <laughs> Come on. Um, it's what are we doing here? Exists. Wait. Um. Let me tell you one of my best stories. Okay, you've got. This is a tr- two minutes what? for it. You've got two minutes till the next. I got two minutes. Two for minutes to tell okay. your story, and then we got next call caller coming in. So one day I got off the bus from school, and I realized I forgot my key. And then, so, I just hopped into my backyard just to, like, hang out. I was just reading a book, and I realized I had to fucking drop a log. Like, I had to shit. Like, a real, like, this is not the shit that we talked about previously that was all liquidy. This is, like, a solid log. This is, like, your first big boy poo. (laughs) Dude, the biggest poop that ever lived. This this poop had a heavyweight championship belt. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I went and I pooped in my backyard. In your own backyard. Because you couldn't find backyard. the key. Because I was I was waiting for somebody to get home. Right. Like my mom or my dad. Sure. And then, and my my dog wouldn't stay away from it. <gasps> oh no. And my dog gobbled my log. Wow. Wow. Dude, I tried it's to log, keep it away It's from log, it's log, it's big, it's made of poop. <laughs> it's log, it's log. It's fucking log, dude. It's 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 the Lord's log. It is right? doo-doo. And your dog I ate t- your I log. Your dog ate <laughs> your log. Um, thank you so much, Aaron Lewis. We've got our next caller on the line. You're amazing. We miss right, you. We'll talk ma'am. to you soon. Bye, Bye Aaron Lewis. We've got Jen Perez on the line. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Awesome. Jen Perez calling all the way from San Jose. 
Sure, why not? Actually, Oakland, California. Oh, Oakland, sure. Great, Oakland, awesome. <laughs> You're in residence. I'm with Pancake here in the studio. We've been taking calls and stuff. Have you been have you been real prolific in your writing in this past week of? Uh, I have a couple of new jokes. Nothing too crazy. Um, I'm you know I'm still starting out, so it's hard for me to write jokes. But uh, <laughs> I want to say hi to everyone out there. I, I know Pancake's there. Who else is with you? Just you and Pancake? No, and uh, by Jonathan. Hello. Here. Jonathan's hanging. Hi, out. hi everybody. I uh I got caught off guard. Guard. My my mom decided to call me a few minutes before, so I missed half of the show. Oh, it's all good. We were yeah. we're not dropping any gems here. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> It's uh, it's hard to tell. I just heard the guy taking a shit in his uh, backyard. Yes. I took a shit once in the front yard, but not of my own house. It was someone else's house. I was on a run, and I had to go. And so I went in wow. someone's yard. But that's, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've ever taken a shit in public. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Well, good for you. Well, but you were in New York for a long time. So I think it's a little yeah. different when you grow up in California. Like the whole world is your toilet. You know, you're at the beach, <laughs> you're at a park, you got to go. <laughs> ah, all right. That's funny. <laughs> I know. We're gross. <laughs> it's, it's not the first time. There used to be a joke my ex-husband used to say whenever something, someone would say something, you go like, does a Pam shit in the woods instead of a bear? Because I, I pooped so much in public that like – just a Pam oh, shit in the woods. Because I'd go on these runs. I used to be a runner. And I'd ah. go on long runs. And sometimes it was just like, if you're on a run and you're already sweaty, you, you can't run into like a Safeway and be all sweaty and run to the back and take a dump. Sometimes it's just easier to sort of go in a ravine or in a canyon or in someone's front yard. I, I forgot what podcast I was listening to. Oh, I think it was um, The Honeydew or something. And they were talking about taking a shit in water. It's much easier to take a shit in water. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Oh, no. In a lake or something? I, I've never done that. I don't think I could do it because I'd feel like I'd feel it around me. I would never want to take a shit in water because I would be in the water. So yeah. it would be like touching me in its poopy state. Not That's cool. But these were two dudes talking about it. Oh, so I, don't know. I mean, I guess if it's a river. Okay, how about this? If it's a river and it's swiftly moving. And it's swiftly moving in a direction, and I have to hold on to something so that I do not move swiftly with the river. That's in that different. case, I would take a dump because yeah, it would like not be near me or swirling around me yeah, in any way. Yeah. Okay, glad we got that out of the way. Uh, oh, do you want to? Do you want to do your jokes, and I'll, we'll take notes yeah. and, and listen and all that kind of stuff? All right, cool. I'll, I'll tell some of my jokes. Cool. All right. Um, so uh, I grew up, my parents, my, uh, my, I grew up primarily with my grandparents, my mom sometimes, uh, and my grandparents are Cuban, my, my parents are Cuban, uh, and my, my abuelo, which is my grandpa, he, he calls every white man he meets John. <laughs> he calls him John because, only because uh, my uncles growing up had one white friend and his name happened to be John. So every time he sings, oh, hello there, John, how you doing? Every time, every time he meets another White guy is in an office. He's trying to get insurance. Okay, John. Okay, John. I take care of it. Okay, John. That's my job. You know, go, uh, when I was in college, I had a ballet teacher, and uh, he's a male ballet teacher, and everyone knew he was a drunk. And we were in college, and we'd have to do, especially freshman year, a 7 a.m. ballet class. Oof. 
and we'd go and then like we'd be doing our exercises at the bar not the bar where you drink but the bar where you hold on <laughs> to do the exercises and uh and we would be doing our exercises and then he would pass by and every time he'd pass by he'd fart like he would be farting all morning and then if he really hated you he'd stand next to you and fart and then correct you and like make sure you're doing the exercise right and then if he really really hated you he'd whisper in your ear and say you're wasting your money <laughs> um, the last, the last three dudes that I slept with had brain injuries. Uh, the first guy was a cop. I mean, I, I, I know that sounds weird. They had the injuries before I got to them. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> they had brain injuries. And, uh, the first guy was a police officer. He was shot in the head. Uh, the second guy, uh, was born with brain injuries. Like, he had a scar as a baby. They did some brain surgery on him. And, uh, the third guy was, uh, in a car accident. And that's why you got a brain injury. You know, I, I think the lesson here is that it should, it should just be dating NFL players at this point. <laughs> or at the very least, at the very least, bring a hammer with me to the bar. Uh, that. Um, did you know this? Uh, have you been watching the, the Unabomber uh, documentary on Netflix? The, the Unabomber took a shit in a bathtub. Did you know this? Like, out of all the things, living in the middle of the, of the woods, progressively getting better at creating bombs and hurting people and mailing them off to people. And one day, in the middle of the woods, his neighbors were making too much noise. He went into their place, he wrecked their place, and he took a shit in the tub. Like, what the hell? Like, there was DNA. There's DNA evidence there. And he didn't catch him. He went on 